Keep going. Well, I've stolen things. I've had a lot of sex outside of marriage. And once or twice inside someone else's. And there's been a spot of sodomy. <laughs> been much masturbation, a bit of violence, and of course the endless fucking blasphemy. <laughs> and? And? Go on. Brighton, Minnesota. I'm Ann Lundholm, and this show has everything. Scandalous admissions, strange comfort media choices, YouTube delights, a money pit update, Hillary's ongoing fashion evolution, <laughs> and an absolute avalanche of your pet pictures. <laughs> this week, the Tishy Coven has reconvened, and we've decided in the immortal words of the real world to stop being nice and start getting real. We are going to gather our courage and confess a few things that we haven't talked about before. Things we're not proud of, things that make us afraid people might not like us as much if they know, things that may not have been strictly legal. <laughs> and joining me today to take this leap into radical honesty are three ladies who I admire and respect regardless of the skeletons in their walk-in closets. From the Rosedale neighborhood of Detroit, Michigan, it's my neighbor to the east, Meredith, the MVH Van Harn. Good morning, Meredith. Good morning, Anne, and I hope you still like me after the show. Well, I guess we'll see, won't we? we'll see. TBD. <laughs> and you hear her voice from Austin, Texas. It's our Southern Belle, Hillary Livingston Butler. Good morning, Hillary. Good morning. Actually, <clears throat> you, you talking about the real world reminded me. Okay, so one of my only party tricks is that I can, you know, list all of the presidents in order. Mm -hmm. But when I was in college and still really into the real world, I used to, <laughs> I used to list out every cast member of every season of the real world. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I only went to like season... Ten. That only that's only what like sixty or eighty people. <laughs> I was really good. I was really into the real world. One time, I wanted to watch the premiere of it, but our cable wasn't working. And I remember I got my mom like she she loves TV as much as I do, and I was like I can't watch it, and I was sort of freaking out. And she was like Michael to my dad, fix the cable. Hillary needs to watch the real <laughs> world. If you put that brain power to like you could you could cure cancer. Like you have powers, and you're not. Not using them appropriately. <laughs> I'm really not. I'm really not. <laughs> Damn it. Well, let's right. bring in the last member of the coven heading all the way to the West Coast and that hive of Antifa moms from Linwood, Washington. It's the nice lady, Christy Wise. Good morning, Christy. <laughs> Good morning. I love to be the Antifa mom. <laughs> You know, I was actually thinking when I was writing this last night and I was thinking about directions, Meredith's in the east and Hillary's in the south. And I was like, wait, we could be, if we take this coven thing seriously, like the witches from Oz, yes. because there were four witches, you know? Yes. 
Yes. Meredith is the one in the stripy tights that gets hit by the house. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. And Christy's the Wicked Witch of the West. Yes. And I'm, it. I mean, I'm Glinda. I, oh. That's just how it worked out, guys. Oh. I can't help it. <laughs> and, and Hillary's the one from the South who was in the book. Yeah. But she yeah. wasn't in the movie. I don't know. God damn it. I didn't she wasn't evil, though. <laughs> she was just like a Glinda part two maybe yeah. uh, she wasn't good i think she was a more complicated character <laughs> well chaotic rings true yeah same yeah so i think that we can work with these personas in the yeah. future if we want to halloween costume mm. oh boy well for Ooh. this show we will as always get started with some small talk and dig through our overflowing mailbag i will bear our souls and talk about some <laughs> notable confessions in recent ish history we'll offer some tishi recommendations do some housekeeping in an attempt to salvage our wholesome images <laughs> and we'll let you know how you can get involved with the show all right, take us into small talk, Hillary. All right. Okay, so the top of the small talk is very focused on me. I'm sorry, but I just have to like shout it from the rooftops. If you're friends with me on Facebook, you already know this, but yesterday I purchased a fanny pack and I feel like I struggled with it and I've been like kind of playing around with the idea. But okay, so this is the situation. I generally take a walk every morning for about like an hour to two hours, depending on like how fucking hot it is here. Um, and how much time I have. And most of the time in my, you know, spiffy bike shorts that I've also purchased, um, I have pockets, but some of them don't have pockets. And I've been like rotating the ones that don't have pockets out because I need like, I have my AirPods, I have my phone, you know, a mask, what have you. And I just thought I'm sick. Like, I'm not going to carry my purse around because it hurts my, I usually have like a crossbody and it it's fine if I'm just walking around, but it like hurts my neck. If, you know, it's just too heavy. And I just needed shit. I needed something. And I know it's dorky, but it seems like the best way to not hurt my, my shoulders. Anyway, I got it. And I'm really leaning into it now. I'm, I'm very into it. Bridget thinks I'm like both cool and not cool at the same time. Because I think she recognizes that she sees like, I don't know, Jojo Siwa or some bullshit person that she watches um, like use them. But I'm her mom. And mm, it's right. like... It's like when my mom tries to do something and I'm like, mom, <laughs> wasn't it? It was the last, the most recent batch of Queer Eye episodes where Antony wore a fanny pack, but a, like diagonally across his chest. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. I don't, like a that's, like, that's like what some of the cool teens do. And I don't really get that because I'm like, well, the whole pur- purpose is that it's not bearing weight it's not on your, in your, in your way. They're, they're not, yeah. they're doing it for fashion. not yes. for. I, yeah. Well, I looked at him and I was like, I was like, oh, oh, honey. Oh, no. honey. <laughs> Hillary, I am... Um, okay, mini confession. I have yeah. a fanny pack in my shopping cart on athleta.com, and I haven't pulled the trigger yet, but I might. And okay. so I think this is totally fine, and it's a very practical purchase, especially for a parent. Yes. You're going outside, you're walking around. So my friend Jocelyn was in town, and we went to the park, and she has a one-and-a-half-year-old, and she has this ridiculous fanny pack that she got at a bachelorette party and it says squad on it oh no it's fluorescent green and she's like this is dumb but it is so useful and i can't be chasing a little kid around with a purse hanging off my shoulder 
Yep. You know, yep. and so it's like the ultimate practical purchase. And I think honestly, I, think I wish I had had it when the kids were little because I you could like in the one that I have, you could totally fit a diaper in it mm-hmm. and like some wipes or whatever and like a credit card, your license, you know, you know, you can get one of those skinny wallets or something. Because um, a couple of times I wouldn't want to take my diaper bag places because it was too big. So I would just take my wallet and I would leave it in the grocery because I right. would just like have it and I wouldn't have a place to put it. Anyway, I'm very proud of it. It's I'm I'm really I'm really leaning into this whole like early '90s aesthetic, even though like not I, it's not a great look on me, but I don't early really care. Early '90s, you're giving yourself that much credit. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's start of '80s. Yeah, even. yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah probably. In, in, in the next Hillary's fashion update, uh, tennis shoes with Velcro straps. I mean, listen. French roll jeans? Can we do that again? No. Oh, my God. No. I don't have the legs to carry that off. No. Um, <laughs> no. And also, I I could actually see the appeal of, like, Velcro <laughs> shoes because <laughs> I, like, I'm, the tennis, I love the tennis shoes I have. I'm a Brooks devotee because I have wide feet, and they're good for wide bridges. But I... Um, I hate having to untie my shoes. Like I will only get shoes that I can like yeah. just slip my little feet in. So I can, I can see it. Anyway. I mean, when I was six, maybe in mm-hmm. 1983, I had a pair of pink strawberry shortcake tennis shoes. Hell yeah. But they, they had the, um, the double Velcro, but they yeah. were joined. You oh, know what I mean? Yep. Mm-hmm. Like a oh, twin pop yes. instead of yes. like oh, a yeah, shoe. Yeah. Yep. Yes. And yeah. I was very happy with those shoes. So maybe they're coming back. You're like, I am pleased with my situation. I am. <laughs> so awesome as I practiced my Dukes of Hazard slide across the hood of my mom's Stotson. Wow. I would like to see that. Guess what? You shouldn't do that when you're wearing jeans that have rivets on them. <laughs> oh. I did not tell my mom where that scratch came from. <laughs> You're like, I don't was know. that a, your confession? Mm. Oh, I guess, mom. Don't like. listen to this show. Oops. Um, all right, moving on from my sartorial choices. Um, this is just something I've been talking about it a lot lately, and Dave's my husband is making fun of me for it. I have I've like gotten to the point where I watch like three movies on repeat I don't know what it is with my brain what's going on it's like I can only watch these well I like to two screen it so much that I'm like I don't want to pay attention to anything like I started to watch a movie the other night and I was like well this seems good but I really like don't want to have I don't I don't know I like want the comfort of knowing what's going to happen and in particular something I really am enjoying is I hate this term but for I don't know lack of a better way to explain it is like competence porn like I I I hate that but I I like it when people do a good job at something but like methodically do a good job and like learn you know how to do a good job at something anyway so the movie in particular that I've been obsessed with is Spotlight which is not a comforting movie it is not a movie that you're like oh this is so sweet but heartwarming it's not I I just think it is so impeccably done and they do such a good job of like showing journalism and how it probably really works I mean you know with some with some excitement but like it's just as like shoe leather and it's research and it's boring people trying to find out and there's something that Liev Schreiber says where he's like we have to remember that most of the time we're walking around in the dark um, so like to, you know, figure out how something completely lays out is really hard to do, even if it's like right in front of you. Anyway, every time I watch it, I find something new that I enjoy. And that's really the one that I've been focused on. So 
I don't know. That it's just weird, and it's like a weird tick of mine. And I just, if anybody has, I mean, like I know like The Martian is a good one of just pe- somebody doing a really good job. It doesn't necessarily have to be scientific or you know academic or anything. Like I kind of like The Social Network for that reason, even though they are like evil. It just is like, oh, you know, they're doing a good job. They're building the business, or like Molly's Game. For some reason, that's another one because I'm like, she's learning the business and understanding. <laughs> now I do always get stressed out on those kind of movies because then the second half is like the downfall. Mm-hmm. Spotlight is kind of like it just is like the steady, you know, mm-hmm. increasing of knowledge and everything. But what about yeah. like um, Collateral, where Tom Cruise oh, is like yeah. the really competent hitman? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I need to watch it. I have not watched it in a really long time. And Blank checked it a Michael Mann series a couple like last year or something. And I was like, I need to watch that again. Because it came out when I lived in Los Angeles. And, you know, L.A. is like the of course. third, the third uh, you know, main character or whatever. But, yeah, no, I'll have to I'll have to check that out again. Well, I was we were talking about this a little bit before a couple of days ago. And I think that this is a completely reasonable choice to be watching Spotlight obsessively because it's a story where the good guys catch the bad guys Mm -hmm. in the end, where justice is done. And we are living in such a garbage fire of a world where we can all see the bad people doing the bad things out in the open. And we can't stop it. There is no justice. And there's probably not going to be any justice, even after November, if things go the way that I would prefer. (sighs) We are just going to have to swallow that those people have profited and will not pay for it. So to watch something where... The people who did very bad things receive the justice that they deserve. I think that would be immensely comforting. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, though sometimes um, I was asking Dave because my husband is from Boston and he actually went to the high school that they talk about in Spotlight a little bit. I mean, he did go there, but that's one of the schools they talk about. And then so he'll tell me about things. I'm always for some reason so amazed at how many priests there are. And I'm like, there's that many priests in Boston. He's like, yeah, there's a lot of priests in Boston. Like 50% of the population. I It's mm-hmm. wild. But then I was reading about Cardinal law, the Cardinal of Boston who was moved, but he was moved to the Vatican and died there. I mean, like it was like not an unhappy ending for him. I mean, he'll go down in history as being like a terrible person, but this is when it makes me mad. And I'm sorry to any Catholics out there, but it was, complicit they were complicit they knew they knew <laughs> this they is when nothing. i wish i believed in hell because that's where people like that belong okay okay <laughs> mark ruffalo <laughs> <laughs> all right um okay so moving on from <laughs> from my weird um addiction christy why do you hate everything um this week um on christy hates everything is sexism and <laughs> i mean duh but yeah I had on it. another small topic. Yeah, just, yeah. just <laughs> a pick. I just I had a an issue at work where um, someone I don't like um, put in Slack and he said something pretty sexist and I had to bounce it off three different groups of friends to see if I was overreacting because I hate him so much. Um, but they all were like, "Nope, nope, nope, you don't say that." And so then I spent an hour and a half being angry and writing and rewriting and deleting and bouncing off a bunch of different people the response to this and then after uh, maybe five minutes later he wrote back and he said oh yeah thanks for letting me know um (laughs) which is a great response but 
he didn't have to think about it for an hour and a half. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. we do all you the emotional labor. Over we it. get upset. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure yeah. all my friends are like, shut up and send it. Like, <laughs> 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 or don't. Like, you know, whatever. And it just, it just makes me so mad. Like, we do all this emotional labor. Yeah. And so what I'm calling out is for male allies to help us do this work. If you hear men calling someone pussy or using hysterical or gossipy or emotional or whatever, call them out. Help us, please. Yeah. <laughs> We're already tired from doing everything else. We need we need yeah. help. So And the problem is also is you don't really know. I mean, it's not like you're gonna get fired or anything, but you don't know how that's gonna land, so you're stressing about that. Like if I call him right. out, is he gonna get really upset and, you know, retaliate or something how much power does this person have and how much yeah how much harder is he going to make my life yeah Mm -hmm. potentially he's much higher um like rank than me or whatever he doesn't he's not my manager or anything but um I already feel like he's setting me up to fail and kind of being a little bit shady because I took on one of the projects that he has done in the past so I already feel like he's like trying to do something. And it, I think it's, this is one of the um, downfalls of not being in the office anymore is that all you see is someone on, on zoom for a designated amount of time and then possibly messages in Slack and you don't get the same like body language or interaction that you do in the office. And mm-hmm. so it feels like that all the time. Like people are talking about you or they're doing all this like backhanded stuff. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Sucks. I mean, you're a woman. You couldn't possibly do as good a job as him. <laughs> oh, on wow. those projects. So no. No. <laughs> <laughs> don't know what you're complaining about. Yeah. I think it's become very clear that he's a, a not useful middle manager and he oh basically delegates everything and he's, he's freaking out. He's freaking out. He right knows, now. and he knows the mm-hmm. end is coming. Save me from I mediocre white guy managers yeah. of a certain yes. age. Yeah. Oh, and he, oh, all of these guys fail up, right? So yep. he's oh, yeah. just going to like hopefully get switched to another. I mean, because at least three people have told me that they're looking for another jobs because of him. Wow. Because he's brought this like toxic masculinity grossness to our team that we are rejecting, but. It's really hard when you're not in person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And you don't have the power to really do anything directly yeah. about it either. No. Ugh, yeah. Like I'm the sorry. only thing you feel like you can do is remove yourself from the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's yeah. not fair. Right. No. Nope. I mean, like, what am I going to tell his, tell his boss? He talks a lot and he <laughs> he's maybe, I mean, I think narcissistic personality disorder, like legit. Um, but like, that's not going to get him fired. No, it's no, not going to no. get him moved from our team. So what's no. the point? Mm-hmm. He's kind of insensitive. <laughs> oh, that'll do it. <laughs> I'm sorry, Chrissy. That sucks. Yeah. Take yeah, those does. screenshots. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I did and emailed it to myself and a couple other people. Good. So yeah. good. Um, all right. Moving on to Meredith Money Pit Balcony Edition. What's going on? <laughs> well, there's a eerie blue glow in the room right now and that's because the whole back half of my house is covered in a tarp 
Oh. oh, I thought you were going to say that you uncovered a doorway to another dimension. <laughs> yeah, that's balcony. what it feels like. <laughs> I was hoping for. Well, you know, we, we're not sure yet. So what happened is the other day, um, I found, I, <laughs> I'm not telling you who they are because I don't want anyone else to use them because I love them. I found these handymen who are like oh. licensed and responsive and responsible and do a good job and not super expensive. And um, they... I. They helped me with the floor. Like, they helped move the appliances. That was all. They they just, like, have a contract with the flooring company where they help with that sort of thing. And they were like, oh, yeah, we do all sorts of, you know, um, minor construction things. And we do plumbing and electric and all that stuff. And so I was like, okay, well, let me save your card because I have a million of those kind of things that need to be done to this Mm, house. And um, one of them is that I think I have mentioned before that um, last year we were having water come in the kitchen when it rained really hard. And we thought we had figured it out and we had another company come and they kind of reinforced the waterproofing on the door to the balcony, but it just, it started again. And so I had these guys come out, um, a few days ago and they were like, okay, we're going to have to, um, you know, uh, pick up a part of the the balcony floor by the door where the water is coming in and see what's going on. And when they did that, (laughs) they were, they were like, they were so surprised at what they found, which was 10 at the minimum layers of soggy plywood, <laughs> oh. shingles, tar paper, and stamped metal. <laughs> Did they do what? that thing where all of a sudden you're, you know, doing whatever you're doing elsewhere and you hear, ma'am? Uh, <laughs> yeah. ma'am? Can I talk to you for a sec? Yep. There was that uh, moment. You're going to want to see sure. this. Yeah. And they showed me and it was it was astounding. They were just like pulling pieces of plywood out and just throwing because it was so crumbling and falling apart. And so what that tells me is for years and years, people just threw another layer threw another layer. They didn't take it out and figure out what was wrong. They just kept covering it up and covering it up. And there's another part in my sunroom that has been getting water in it. And it's from this. And when you step over there on the balcony, it's squishy. So you know the same thing is happening. So the whole yeah. floor is going to have Ugh. to get torn up. The railing has to go. Um, the Surprisingly, the wood underneath is in great shape. But it's you can't just have wood because there's finished space underneath. So it has to be something waterproof on top of it. But that's one thing that is like... How on earth did that wood survive? <laughs> but seriously, it, you know, so it's going to be it's going to be a lot of money, but it has to be done. I mean, it's it, there's water coming into the house so that I don't I don't feel like I have an option. Um, no. And once it's done, it'll be nice. Um, it needs to be regraded. There's gutters along the side and they're like, these gutters have never gotten a single drop of water in them because the <laughs> balcony is graded toward the house instead of away. Oh, just, re- no. I mean, everything that's wrong with it is wrong with it. So oh, I'm just, I'm excited about it being done and it yeah. being, you know, um, done correctly. And then it being a nice place to hang out rather than a kind of a place that gives me anxiety because I know that it's messed up, but I don't know how messed up. (laughs) So now I know. (laughs) Well, I remember when you moved in, you were sort of like, I'm not sure if this balcony is going to fall off or not. Yeah. (laughs) So now you know. Now I know. But it seems like you keep getting like worst case scenarios. Yeah. Well, I talked to my next door neighbor yesterday, Candice, and she's I was, she was having a party in her backyard and I was like, I'm sorry that I have a big ugly tarp ruining the view of your party. Like, and she's like, oh, it's fine. She said the people who lived there before you were there for about 30 years and they never did anything to the house. They just let it just kind of crumble, you know? So compare that with, with flippers who don't 
want to do a good job because they want to mm-hmm. save money Put a and on it. that's sure. the recipe for for this house. <laughs> yeah, when I moved in here, I had the HVAC ducts cleaned. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I thought I was like, yeah, I should probably do that. And the guy who did it told me there was still construction dust in them. Oh god. Wow. So, obviously, it had never been done before. God, I should be coming up on doing that again. Oh. I know. I want to rent a house. I want to rent <laughs> I'm so into this house, like, so I invested know. in this house that I'm either going to stay here forever or I'm going to burn it down. <laughs> One of the two. <laughs> Only two choices. Yep. Meredith's going to jail for, like, arson. <laughs> okay, we're going to get there in the confession section. <laughs> Listen, I will, I will character witness you in court for this Thank one. You. Well, yes, I've got it. I like, Your Honor, you don't understand what she's been <laughs> dealing with. You can just play clips of the show of all the yeah. stuff you've had yeah. to do. Listen to this. The, the handymen were like, they were in the basement because they were like, oh, let's turn on this this um, this spigot. And I was like, oh, that one doesn't work for the hose outside. You have to go to the front of the house. And they're like, why doesn't it work? And I was like, I don't know. He's like, well, okay, let me look. So he went to the basement. And he was like, what the heck is going on down here? I was like, I don't know. He goes, all right, you need to hire me for the day. And we'll just like, <laughs> just hourly rate and make a list and we'll fix all this stuff for you. I was like, That's nice. I love you. Though. I know. <laughs> I feel like I that is something with home, home ownership that you're always looking for just somebody that you can call to fix something, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Just yep. have them on retainer. Yep. Again, it's that competence thing. Yes. Right? Yeah. And you yes. find somebody who's really good at it and knows yeah. what they're doing. That's yeah. one of the reasons I'm not super upset about this very expensive repair is I'm like, they're going to do a good job. And if they don't, I'll call them back and they'll fix it. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. confident about their work. So yeah. that's, that's that. awesome. I mean, silver linings. Yeah. Money pit book. Right. Pluses mm-hmm. and minuses to the situation. <laughs> I mean, it's yes. a cool ass balcony. Like, if it was like a really beautiful space with a nice floor, I would enjoy hanging out there a lot more. Well, on to happier topics. Um, you know, as soon as we put the call out to um, this, obviously, we're transitioning to the mailbag and uh, question of the week. You know, as soon as we made the call for people to show us their pets, it was like, I knew, I knew there was going to be, you know, <laughs> hundreds. I, think we, I mean, I know. I, I listened I, to the show and I was like, <laughs> well, we're doomed. Well, okay. there's nothing that pet people love more than to brag about their pets oh, and show off their pets, right? right? Yes, absolutely. I mean, like on Twitter, sometimes somebody will say like, I'm having a bad day. Send me, you know, show me a picture of your pet. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, there's so, it's thousands of people yep. just replying like, here's my pet. Anyway, so y'all did a great job. <laughs> we had a lot of participation and a lot of y'all have multiple pets too. So that's kind of the thing. But um, because they're mostly pictures, there were some descriptors, but they were mostly just pictures of pets. I I had told the ladies before when I was going through all the responses, I was going to tally up how many cats and dogs there were, but I just like got tired and I didn't do it. (laughs) But it seems pretty even. I actually feel like there's more cats than dogs, which I found strange, maybe because I'm more of like a dog person, but it seemed like a lot of cats and a lot of dogs, but more cats. I'll have to go back. I'll, 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 you I'll don't do have to count, Hillary. That it'll nope. take you all day. <laughs> no. We could do a survey and if we wanted to really know. Cat or dog. But I, I wanted so this is this Oh yeah, is and how, by the way, um if we wanted to know how many cats and dogs you have ever had in your entire life. Oh god right. Lord in heaven. Yeah. We did not limit this to live pets. Nope. No. This is no. a million. Well, so when I was kind of recording the responses on our spreadsheet, I said, cats, countless, dogs, countless. And then I decided, okay, I'm going to call out some people that have some, like, you know, 
not cat or dog pets. So here we go. Heather has a tarantula. Yes. Wow. Rosie, I mean, the rose yeah. need tarantula. That was so yeah. cool. It was pretty cool. Um, I mean, it scares me, but it's cool. Um, Jessica has a bunny. Um, Christy, have you met this bunny? I have. Okay. It's 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 Christy's sister-in-law, so. Yeah. Is it a it's menace named- like other nope. bunnies we know? No, not so far. Its name is Niffler. Oh, that's very a cute. good Harry Potter name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, look cute. Um, Kaylin has goats. Barb and Jack, not together, have horses. <laughs> so many horses. <laughs> they co-own a horse. <laughs> yeah, they have a lot of I think of, people do that because horses, horses are expensive. Are very are, expensive. I listened to a horse podcast once because the guy that I work with, his oh, wife, no. has horses. And she was like, on, he was like, go, go ahead and listen to Jen on the this horse podcast. And it was, you know whatever I don't know anything I mean I like riding horses but I don't really know anything it just seems like very it, it is something you have to be super into mm-hmm. like it, mm-hmm. you know it's expensive and it's a lot of maintenance stable fees yes all that. lots of food and yes equipment cleaning yeah. and all that it's like a boat a money hole yes exactly yeah. <laughs> exactly exactly um Kalina has a li- I said lizard Geico I don't know I couldn't quite place it <laughs> um but it was actually kind of is cool looking um, Kalina also has chickens, which I was kind of surprised there weren't more. I mean, I was walking around the park here the other day, and there's it, there's some backyards that abut it, and I could just hear the chickens going. Which <laughs> yeah, they're loud. Yeah, they're really loud. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, thank God, this is not a chicken city. No God. <laughs> um, and Jack has <laughs> I said parrot. I don't know, pretty bird of some of somehow. Um, but it was a pretty bird. I'm really not a bird person, but it was very pretty. Um, but yeah, y'all, y'all have a quite a collection and they're very cute and sweet and thank you for participating. Mm-hmm. And it's a very good reason to check out our Facebook page. You don't it's, have to have an yes. account to look on Facebook. Do no. you, do we have an open group? Yes. It's public. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. they I mean, yeah, they're adorable and everybody's pet is the best pet. And so we should all go look at them. Yep. You can't post day. if you're not a member, but you can look. Yep. So yes, feel free to do exactly. that. Um, that goes to our mailbag where Justina, um, God love her. She is not on Facebook, but we love her. And she sends us great emails. And she sent us a, like, panoply of pets. I mean, my goodness. <laughs> so thorough. Um, <laughs> yeah, like- l- lots of details. I'm not going to read all of it, um, but she has a lot of, a lot, a lot of pets, and I enjoyed looking at all of them. They're very sweet. They're not yeah, all she- hers. There's some, no, some family yeah. member pets, too. Um, and she said, wolf meow, Justina. That's how she signed off, which I enjoyed. <laughs> <laughs> and then, as usual, we had a, we had an email from Bob. And he's, I'm just going to read a little bit of it. He did talk about his pets, but this first part was not pet oriented, but I thought it was funny. He says, hi, dudes and dudettes. Thanks for the awesome, the Rachel show as usual. Um, here's my take on Pennsylvania wines. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's we why you a- don't hear about those, really. <laughs> oh, Pennsylvania vin- vintage. <laughs> we have a load of local wineries in our area. Most of them are A, too expensive for what you get. And B, pretty bad. Supposedly, there's one winery that has an excellent wine, but they are in the 30 to $70 a bottle range. Absolutely not. Which, Hell to me, no. is not a cheap wine. Um, 
for most Pennsylvania wines, the white wines are boring and the red wines can be used to strip paint off iron railings. <laughs> Not my yeah. idea of a good time. There are a lot of vineyards in northern Michigan and they were disgusting yeah. for a really long time. And it's because it's cold here and cold makes sweet wine. Because of something mm-hmm. about how the sugars Ooh. and the grapes work when it's oh, cold. Oh, yeah. I guess yeah. that's like in German, you know. the um, Yeah, the uh, Rieslings and things yes, like that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we had all these like syrupy sweet wines. And Ooh. Traverse City is known for cherries. So there'd be like Ooh. cherry wine, which is just Ooh. foul. And But I have found one single bottle or one single vineyard that I like. And it's called Mobby, which is M-A-W-B-Y. And they have a bottle that's called Sex. So it's like, ha, 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 you want some sex? <laughs> so it's funny, you know. But it's also really good. It's a sparkling and it's dry they make a sweet one that's called detroit and even though it's called detroit i won't drink it because it's syrupy (laughs) but the sex bottle is great yeah (laughs) Um, (laughs) flip that (laughs) um uh bob does finish out with some pet information that i really i had to read a little bit of this he's talking about his dog and he said a very food focused dog with non-discriminating tastes dead animals cat poop tomatoes tortilla chips string beans carrots dog food cheese and you get the idea but she's loyal to us and very affectionate and she's my buddy so here are some pet names we call her poopers poopy poosiers woosiers loosiers (laughs) madster madison maddie girl girlfriend buddy her nibs hrh sweet pea doggage pupskaya Poopa Loopa. Pet names. The dog is named Maddie. So (laughs) some of them, yeah, make sense. The other ones. I mean, listen, I call Rory, who is kind of like a dog. I call her... I call him Shusher von Shusherstein, um, and I don't... I mean, I kind of know why, but it doesn't really make any sense. So, you know, you never know. Makes sense to me. That's great. (laughs) Um, And then also, we have a Throw Your Phone from Jeremy... Is this An where we're audio gonna put- throw your yes. phone. Yes. So um, we're going to place it right here, correct? Mm-hmm. Hello to my dear friends over at This Show Has Everything. I wanted to send in a throw your phone, but I thought this time I would do it a little differently. Instead of using the website, I thought that I would give you a throw your phone orally. So uh, I once again have fallen prey to the siren song of the road and find myself sitting on the side of the highway out here in Arizona to record this. But when I knew that I was going to be heading out, I remembered something that happened in a show a while ago where Bobby and Mike were recapping their road trip. And one of the things that Mike said really stuck out to me, because he had a foolproof system for not getting pulled over. And having been pulled over four times in less than an hour on the last trip that I was on, I thought I would go back and listen to see what kind of uh, knowledge I could glean from Mike's, uh, Mike's patented system. So I went back and I listened. I had my notepad out. was ready to write everything down. Um, and, you know, as I jotted everything down, I, I started to realize that I, from what I can tell, unless I'm missing something, Mike's system involves – is basically just driving slightly over the speed limit, enough that you don't get pulled over. Um, which is, I mean, that's a great, that's a great plan, but I guess my, my quibble is that it's not really a system. Driving slightly over the speed limit, but not enough to get pulled over, like, that's a great tip. It's, it's advice. You call it a lot of different things, but I'm not sure that I would call it a system. I would be curious to hear what you guys think. Is that a system? What constitutes a system? What's just a tip? 
don't know if you have any thoughts, but I would love to hear it. Uh, I hope you have a great day. Oh, and uh, one more thing. Baba Booligans! Now, this came in right at the wire. So I, like, listened to it in the three minutes before we started the show. I don't know if anybody else got a chance to listen to Jeremy's Throw Your Phone. But it's about uh, Mike's discussion of his, quote-unquote, speeding scheme system. The system for for not getting a ticket. Yes, Mm -hmm. for speeding and not getting a ticket. And Jeremy, you know, has these um, quibbles in that it's not so much a system as just a tip to not drive very far over the limit. Right. (laughs) Um, And it's a little bit more specific than that. And I, I don't, I might be getting the details wrong, although there are so few of them, but I think it was like, if you're in a 20, you can drive 22. If you're in a 30, you can drive 33. If you're in a 40, you can drive 44 kind of Mm -hmm. thing. So that's the system aspect of it, Jeremy. But I, I would say it's pretty, rudimentary as far as that goes i don't know that we like need to print up some posters to hang in the break room so that everybody (laughs) gets it i mean a system would be more like maybe you have one of those speed detectors plus you have researched the area and you know where the known speed traps Mm -hmm. are Mm -hmm. and then you you, that seems more like a system see but if you drive like a white corolla Mm-hmm. versus yep. a red Mustang. Right. Yeah. That could be part of your system. Yes. My system is driving a minivan. I mean, knock on wood, but everybody thinks I'm just like a dumbass mom. And I'm like, bye, I'm going 80 and a 50. Yeah. And you can make all the, <laughs> like, I'm just going to get over into this lane where there's another car. If I go just slow enough, it. they'll just. <laughs> and if I in. wave, like, thank yeah. you so much. <laughs> so much. I haven't gotten pulled over in my Subaru now that I th- uh, think yeah. of it. And I speed all the time. I mean, some of that is just Detroit, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also have illegally tinted windows because I bought the car in Texas. <laughs> but nobody cares about that either. Oh, man. We'll have to come up with a with a system, a better mm-hmm. system, and we'll talk about it later. Okay. All right. Shall we head into some medium talk? Yes. I'm calling this Confessions of the Middle-Aged Momish Types. I love it. Um, (laughs) now these are not necessarily confessions of bad things that we've done, although they may be, they may be confessions of, you know, things that we just haven't felt safe to share or maybe worried to share, but we thought, Hey, emotional vulnerability is good. Emotional honesty is good. Let's uh let's let's see what we got. Let's um let's hop down off those pedestals that you've all put us on <laughs> <laughs> and reveal For ourselves to be some real people. And I, I will start because the the idea for this came from last week's show, from from the pets show for me. So my first confession is that I really am not into pets. <laughs> <laughs> And okay. and you may um, you may understand, I hope, with the response to the call for pet pictures, why I would be nervous mm-hmm. 
<laughs> to say that to people, which is not to say that I dislike any of your pets. Like I enjoyed listening to that show and I like seeing pictures of your pets. And Meredith, when I go to your house, I will find Wonky and I will tell her that she's a good girl and I will pet her. <laughs> You're always very gracious when I inundate our chats with, with cat pictures. I, yeah, and I, like I love to go to the zoo. I mean, there's some underlying issues with zoos in general, but just to like look at animals, I think that's cool. I will never watch the March of the Penguins again because I cannot handle that part when the like penguin chick is lost oh. on the ice oh. floe and looking for its parents. No. I mean, it's that guts me. So I'm not anti-animal, but I think I am just not a pet person. And I remember listening to our previous vehicle LRB long before I was a part of the show and before I knew any of you. And there was a time when Mike made a statement to the effect of if somebody doesn't like pets or want a pet, then you know that they're a bad person. And I was like, am I a bad person? No, because I like a pet for about two minutes. Like I will come and like Christy, when I stayed with you and Mm -hmm. your old dog Brody, Mm-hmm. He was such a cute little have, dope, and he I would have jump the cutest up. picture of the two of you. <laughs> he would jump up on the couch and like snuggle his stinky butt up to me, <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, that's not the smell's not pleasant, but the, the <laughs> he was the old the man snuggling is cute. <laughs> <laughs> he was rotting from the inside. <laughs> I mean, he just had some like toots or something, mm-hmm. dog toots, but like that was totally pleasurable. But I am never gonna want to like spend an hour playing with your pets i'm like pet 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 okay i'm done yeah yep let's let's move on people but people are so passionate and so emotionally involved with their pets that the idea that i might not like fawningly love them at first sight as much as they do is like deeply offensive to a lot of people and I tried to play it off for a lot of years like why I don't have pets like oh you know I'm just like I work two jobs I don't have the time or you know I don't like the hair listen I have enough hair all by myself (laughs) without adding pet hair into it but I think I just got to be honest here I don't want a pet I just don't I think that is totally fine and normal I really do I really do. And I like, that's kind of, right now I'm not in a place where I really want a pet, but like, I, I feel like I should get one, but I'm just like not there right now. And I'm like, I don't want to get a pet just to like tick a box. Right. Right. Well, and, and Meredith, you and I were talking about this once and, and you weren't pushy at all, but you were telling me like how much of a comfort, like you're having your cats has been to you and like taking care of them Mm -hmm. gives you some purpose sometimes. And, and I was like, I mean, that's, totally cool but like I've never had that so how can I miss it right and yeah. how can I yeah. want mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. but I think I just don't it's I think okay. that's fine I yeah. absolve yep. you you don't even have to say any 10 like 10 Hail Marys or anything okay yeah. but your your cats are very cute thank I will you. say thank and you. if I was going to get a pet I think I'd probably be a cat person you'd steal one of hers Oh, I got plenty. Uh, oh, oh, wrong thing. <laughs> Although I did babysit Matt's dog Conrad one day. When That's he a cute name. That dog there. loves dog you. Yeah, and he he is so chill and so sweet. I totally enjoyed myself, even though I had to pick up his poop twice that day. <laughs> that was fine. Yeah. There are yeah. trade offs. You know, I, it's not the exact same thing, but um, I love my children, and they make me crazy, but I love them. 
with the exception of some of my friends' kids and like my nieces and nephews, I d- I am not somebody who looks at other children and I'm like, oh my god, they're so cute. I really like. I am like my dad. I like my family, and that's basically it. Like I like <laughs> if you, if you came from my like loins, then I'm I'm okay with it. <laughs> but otherwise, I'm like, eh, I could take her. I hear that from a lot of parents. I think that's yeah. pretty normal too. Yeah. <laughs> Or like when people are like, here's the baby. And you're like, no, well, I don't I want don't, it. I, I never want it. I'm like, no. Yes. When somebody brings their baby into the office, because a lot of the engineers I work with are all about that baby having age right mm-hmm. now, you know, like late 20s, early 30s. And so eventually the baby will make a trip into the office. And, you know, the other like two women that work there are always like, oh, babies. Oh, and I'm yeah. like. I mean, it's fine. I, I 100% feel the same way. And everybody thinks I should be like, because I'm the mom. It's like, and I'm like, like waving to a you know, yeah. three-month-old. <laughs> they're like, Ann, you want to hold him? Ann, you want to hold him? And I'm like, I'm good. And and I do like babies, right? Yeah. And I do like to hold the babies, but it's for about the same amount of time as I want to pet your pet. Like right. two minutes. I like to hold babies. And then as soon as they start crying, I go, here like, you go. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Uh, yeah, uh, this is off topic, but um, uh, yesterday we had like five kids in our house, like just miscellaneous neighborhood kids. And Dave was like, this is not our, we're not these people. <laughs> we're not the fun house. Get these other kids out of here. <laughs> Who uh, has a trampoline? Exactly. Yeah. exactly. That's the house you're supposed to be yep. up. Yep. Or the pool. Yep. yep. All right. Should I do my first one? Yes, yes, I do. I am interested to hear this. <sighs> I don't remember exactly how this started, but I switched high schools for 11th and 12th grade from my nerd school that didn't have any sports mm-hmm. to East Grand Rapids High School, which is still a public school, but East Grand Rapids is a little enclave with a lot of wealth in it. So it, it is a very well-funded school, and there are consequently a lot of rich kids there. Um, and... They were kind of notorious partiers, and I knew that. They always had that reputation, and I found that kind of to be true. I wasn't interested in hanging out with them at all, but I saw a an opportunity for profit once, and I took it. And <laughs> Yes. Um, my, I don't remember exactly how it all went down, but I think my brother was kind of an unscrupulous type, and he sold – he got arrested for selling cocaine once. Um, and so he, he must have supplied me with, with um, a bag of mushrooms. There was a, a kid at school who wanted to try mushrooms, and I was like, I'm sure I can get you some. And I charged him double what <laughs> <laughs> yes, what they should have cost. And he was just like, sure, here you go. And I was hey, like, wait, was he was so... willing to pay it. Yes. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure the it, wasn't cost his, was. it wasn't his money. I'm sure it was his parents' money. Mm-hmm. Uh, so are we talking about like button mushrooms or <laughs> morels <laughs> mushrooms? <laughs> or... Portobello, I mean... come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean, he could have just gone to the grocery store down the street, but this was easier. <laughs> and I actually brought them to school and did it at school. Oh, oh my God. No. Wow. Yeah. Risky. So, yep, risky. I, I did a lot of shady stuff when I was a teenager, and I never got caught, and I don't know how. I was. My mom did say to me once, you're a really good liar. 
<laughs> like, I was yes, like, thank I you. <laughs> you have a good poker and face. She's like, that's not a compliment. Yeah, I know. I took it as one. But uh, that, yeah, so I, there were never any consequences. I didn't ever do it again because I was like, this doesn't seem worth the risk. Yeah. I have a job already. So I didn't ever do it again. Um, I don't feel bad about it. I feel kind of proud that I grifted that rich kid. <laughs> as you should. <laughs> good job. Um, okay. Um, I mean, at some point we'll talk about drugs again, but right now Mm -hmm. I'm going to, this is, I'm kind of going in like from my earliest, um, confessions. So like when I was a tween teen, probably into my twenties, you know, diet culture is a fucked up thing. And I would be on and off diets all the time trying to like be small, which was never going to happen, but I tried. I and girl. Uh, so when I was, you know, like really on, you know, I was like on Jenny Craig or whatever, like on plan, like really doing a good job, you know, I'd go to Seven Eleven with my friends, we'd be picking up something and I'd want a candy bar of some sort, but like I couldn't have it because, you know, I was trying to lose weight. So I would go into gas stations and crush candy bars. Like, I would just go down the aisle. If I can't have it, no one can. Exactly. <laughs> and it would feel, it would like satisfy something in me. It was like, well, I'm touching it, but like, I'm not eating it. I'm just like, and it kind of feels good to just crush it in your hands. And like, you don't get messy because the wrapper's on it. Just wow. that. That's amazing. Um, it felt really good. Oh so, yeah. my gosh. That's, that's awesome. I, you know, deprivation just fucks you up it yeah. really does like really emotionally does. and psychologically it does something to your brain like when I I dieted for so many years and by the time I got to the end of it you know four or five years ago I was so strict all the time like yep. I have iron control and so I used to go across the street there was a, used to be at that time a CVS across from my office and so I would go to get a Diet Coke, <laughs> surprise, surprise, <laughs> from like the refrigerated section. And they put that in the back. So, of course, you have to walk down the aisle. And the most sort of obvious aisle to walk down is the aisle with all the candy, which I'm sure mm-hmm. they do on purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. instead of like avoiding the candy aisle and just going down the greeting card aisle, I would walk down that candy aisle and I would like run my fingers <laughs> along all the candy all the way down and I never bought any of it but it was just this sort of keening desire (laughs) that I was denying (laughs) I want it oh man diet culture is such bullshit but yeah that's it did feel good to do that just to like crush it in your hands (laughs) (laughs) would you crush all of them or just the ones you would have got just the ones I would have got yeah um like, you know, Kit Kat is pretty satisfying because it's like, you oh, know, the crunch. crunch. Yeah, yeah. crunch. Feel you it. really can feel it. Um, yeah, it was it's a sickness. But that's my first one. Were, did your friends think you were nuts? Uh, Missy, for sure. Christy asked Missy about it. Missy would always laugh at me when she because I would be like, mm. <laughs> it was kind of psychotic, but mm, it felt really good. I would do it with a Milky Way. Oh, oh yeah, that's a good the caramel cra- ooze. <laughs> Three Musketeers came break. to mind for me. Yes, yes. Three Musketeers because it's soft. That would be yeah. fun. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you could do it now because there's too many like camera yeah, things that they're watching true. it and they're just watching this teen girl go through and crush all of them. <laughs> I feel like there's definitely a fetish uh, and like some kind of. Oh, YouTube. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> about this. <laughs> 
Or you can make money. <laughs> oh god, yeah, that's what I do. Walk around with my fanny pack and be a cam my girl. And, yeah, I could be a cam girl about crushing your skin. <laughs> Career opportunities. Oh god. <laughs> All right, Christy, you're up. Okay. Mine is also from youth. This is so embarrassing and like I'm kind of getting like a little bit nervous telling this. Tell us. And hopefully tell us. The person isn't listening because she used to listen to LRB. Um, But, okay. So, my best friend in high school, in junior high and high school, um, she had a touch of bulimia. And so, she would always just make herself throw up. Um, And this was before we knew that it was actually tied with bulimia. And we would do some pretty shady things um, like TP houses, TP teachers' houses. Yeah. Be like pretty destructive and I was always like super scared and always had to pee um but this one time we were out trying to figure out what kind of shenanigans to get into and she is like I have an idea and then she threw up into a plastic bag and then tied it up and this was like kind of a bit more like the produce like what you get produce in so it was a lot and um also put some dog poop in it tied it up yeah tied it up and then put it in someone's mailbox that we went to school because she can't buy me love like when they oh yeah yeah (laughs) because she hated this girl i didn't really know her at the time we then became friends later. So this is the second part of the story. And I was like, oh, that's kind of gross. And then I just like all night was thinking about like, what if her parents find it? What are they going to do? What right. if the bag yeah. like came open? Like I thought about it a lot. Yeah. It seems like a very poorly targeted act of aggression. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's it's bad. Okay. So then cut to years later, I become friends with this person. Completely forget about what we had done. And she tells me oh yeah one time one time she had thought that it was like this um dumb like high school boy that lived across the street she said you know he put hash and cream corn into a bag and put it into my mailbox oh no (laughs) and I was like oh my gosh why would he do that (laughs) (laughs) so you didn't tell her no, oh, I've never told anyone oh, until oh, right no. now that that happened. Oh, release it. Oh. Hey, you didn't one. do it. Yeah. Yeah. You were just you a were party at, to it. At best, an accessory. Yeah. But I didn't stop it. Well, well teenagers. teenagers never talk. Yeah, yeah. They never yeah. stop anything. Yeah. That was. Wowie. <laughs> oh, Christy, that's such a good one. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> All right. Well, I regret that I have kind of a serious one then. It's okay. This is why one of the things that makes me think I'm a bad person, I don't do nearly as many charitable donations as I feel like other people do. I thought you were going to say that I say I do. (laughs) No, I just don't talk about it. But, you know, it's political season, right? So there's a lot of that going around. And we've been having social upheaval. So it's like, let's donate to these causes or whatever. And I'll, you know, I don't have much money this month, but I'll do that. And I'm like, um, 
I'm this, like frugal Scandinavian. <laughs> um, but it's it's weird because like I can pay my bills, right? I'm not living paycheck to paycheck. I'm not building wealth, certainly, the way that I want to, but I am not in the situation that many Americans are in. But I have never felt financially secure. I'm always waiting for that disaster to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I just feel like I don't have enough to cope with anything that might come my way. And I feel very alone because it's just me. So if I'm not making it happen, then nobody else is going to do it for me. And so I always think, God, I should, I should do more. I should give more. And I broke through a little bit. I think I, I mean, not to brag, but I, you know, when all the protests and stuff started, I was, I donated to, you know, Black Lives Matter and I donated to some LGBT um, things during Pride and whatever, you know, but a few hundred dollars is not going to make up for um, not being uh, uh, able, willing to share with my fellow human beings. So, that's something that I feel like super guilty and gross about. And um, guys, I love our listeners, but please don't at me on this one. <laughs> <laughs> like helpful really don't organizations yeah. or tips or mm-hmm. yeah. ways that I can overcome all of this because all you're going to do is make me feel even shittier about this. So you can just keep that to yourself. Thank you very much. I appreciate all of you. And I'm right there with you. I mm-hmm. I always want to donate and, you know, think, oh, that's such a good idea. And then I, like, look at our bills or whatever. And I'm like, I can't. I can't part with my money right now. Mm-hmm. At some point in the future when I'm fabulously wealthy from, like, I don't know, podcasting or, or cam, girl, <laughs> cam girl stuff, yeah. <laughs> I will Squishing donate money. Squishingcandybars.org. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm right there with you. I feel, I mean, I do, but like not in any way near. What right. Not I sort should. of commensurate to our fortune yes. in, I mean, yes. not monetary fortune, but yeah. like our, our situation yes. in life. And, and yeah. so much of the talk over social media, at least for the people that I follow and interact with is, you know, about helping other people and donating. And yeah. I'm like, eh. yeah. yeah, no, I hear you. Especially at this time, I'm the same because I like as soon as the pandemic started, I I'm like hoarding everything. Like I have to hoard all the money. We can't spend anything. Yeah, everything mm-hmm. feels um, uncertain. Yeah. Yes, and and like and for so many years, I lived alone, and everything fell on to me. I mean, I guess even when I was married the first time, I felt. <laughs> <all those. laughs> But, you know, like, I'm just thinking, oh, because now we have a kid and we have this house that costs a lot more. And so I'm always very scared and trying to keep it all. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Yep. I wish they would just raise my taxes so I didn't have to well, yeah, make the decision. What, yeah, I know. <laughs> taxes are good for a yeah, reason. Yeah. Right. <sighs> All right. Um, so my next one is a little bit nebulous. Um, it's just the fact that when I was a teenager, I lied about everything, <laughs> everything. And I lied about stuff that I didn't have to lie about. I lied about stuff for no reason. And the whole time I was doing it, I knew that it was wrong. 
Like I was f- clear eyed about it. And, and I knew that I was lying about stuff that I didn't need to. And I knew that it was exhausting keeping track of all this. That's the problem I had with lying is I was like, who did I tell what? Yes. And when, yes. and how does that interact with everybody else? And so you got this like, you know, conspiracy theory map on your wall of like lies that you've told and that you have to keep track of. And it's just a nightmare. And eventually I was just like, okay, this isn't worth it anymore. I'm going to try and straighten up and fly right. And I guess that's just growing up. Yeah. Um, But I was, I lied about work a lot. Um, I got a job at a restaurant when I was 14 and I worked there until I was 18 and restaurants are full of like skeezy people. I worked in the kitchen And one of the things that I did is I started dating a guy who I worked with and he had an apartment above the place where we worked (laughs) above the restaurant. Yeah. So if, you know, I could walk to work, but if the weather was bad or whatever, I would ask for a ride and, oh yeah, I'm definitely going to work. And I would just go upstairs instead of downstairs, you know, and I would just be at his house and we would, you know, smoke weed or whatever. Um, And instead of being at work, which was so, so stupid for so many reasons. And I could have gotten caught a million times and I never did. And I don't know why. And I feel bad about it. And I don't, I, this, I feel so bad about this that I don't know if I could even like face my mom about it. I don't know if I could like bring it up even Even now. now? I'm 38 years old. This was over 20 years ago. And I don't, I don't think I could because I feel so bad about it. Interesting. And they weren't lies that hurt people. It was just so that I could do shady stuff without getting in trouble. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I got caught maybe once or twice, but there were so few, you know, like they were, they didn't believe in grounding. We would have a discussion, you know? Oh boy. Yeah. Um, Ugh. and I would, I was so good at like, okay, yeah, I know that was wrong and I won't ever do it again. And I was, yeah, yeah like she said, I was a good liar and I feel so stupid and awful about it that I don't think I could even talk to, to my mom about it now. I think that I would take a grounding over a lecture I, from my uh, dad. Yes. Oh my God, he just never stopped talking and he would repeat the point over and over and over. And I was like, I just want to stab myself in the neck with a fork. We would occasionally have like family meetings, which still kind of gives me a pang of anxiety to think about. <laughs> no. Or, or they would say something like, we need to talk. And I'd be like, uh, can you just murder me instead? Like that would be better. <laughs> it's fine. Just, just do that. I hate when I hate when Dave is like, Hey, we need to talk. We'll talk later. And I'm like, no, no we need to talk now. now. I'll do that too. I'll be like, it's nothing bad, but we need to have, we need to figure something out. So yeah, <laughs> don't worry. Not. It's just, no. mm-hmm. yeah. don't be stressing out about yeah. it. It's funny how fast that reaction kicks in. Mm-hmm. Like if my if my boss says, "Hey, Ann, can you stop into my office?" I'm like, "What did I do? What did I do?" <laughs> I know. Me I know. too. And I've never once had that be like a "you messed up" conversation. Never. Yep. Once. Exactly. Right. And it still yep. freaks me out. If my boss is like, "I'm going to call you at two, I'm like, "Great." Now I get to be anxious until two. Yep. Right. Yeah. I had a team meeting this past week, and it was. Like I was like, uh, like over prepared for it, like trying to prove like I'm doing all the stuff that I need to be doing and you know, la la la. And then it was fine. Like it was, I mean, it was sort of stressful, but it was not really necessarily about me. I don't know if it just makes me an asshole that I think it's always going to be about me. (laughs) Yeah. Is that our inherent like selfishness or (laughs) self-centeredness? Yeah. Well, what does it say about us that we're always so afraid of getting into trouble? I don't know. Patriarchy. Even though we never did. Like, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's it. It's because if we don't have experience of really being in the shit, dealing yeah, with then it, 
yeah, we there's no way to kind of emotionally regulate that because yeah. we haven't experienced it. Yep. Yeah, the other yep. shoe hasn't really ever dropped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was never yep. arrested or anything, even though I should right. have been a million times. Yes. No. How bad can it get? Well, yeah. I don't know. Right, right. I know. I always say that. Like, I've, you know, all in all, led a pretty, like, nice life. It's been pretty easy. And, you know, I've never really wanted for anything. I might have felt poor, but I wasn't actually poor. You know, all of those things. And I, I think that there's sometimes that low level, not that I'm asking for something bad to happen, but there's a low level of anxiety because it's like, well, something bad is going to happen, you know, at some point. And then what am and, I going to do? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Deep, deep stuff. Our problem is that we're just we're too, too fortunate good. in our lives. Yep. Mm-hmm. Ugh, so oh, hard. No. It's so hard. <laughs> um, okay. On a lighter note, um, mine is, and I feel like I've talked about it a little bit, so it's not like a super confession, but guys, I feel, I hear, sorry, break it. I hear like, 12 kids downstairs. Uh oh, like, you are that house. <laughs> no, I'm like, why are you here? We don't even have good snacks. Why are you here? And where's Dave? Like, why he's is with, he with well, Rory and he didn't take Bridget with him? Anyway, side note. Um, okay, so my next confession is when I was in my 20s and I worked retail and was kind of, you know, living in Los Angeles or even living in the Bay Area, I, I find my, I think I'm a responsible person, but I called in sick. So many times, and none. I don't get sick that often. I I was never sick. I called in sick for so many reasons. I called in sick saying I lost my voice, and I made my friend talk for me. <laughs> so really, to push that, push it over. I have always had. Sorry, this is TMI. I've always had normal periods, and but I would act as though like it was like the war. Like I can't come in. I'm in bed. Meanwhile, oh, my just, cramps are so terrible. There are people who have that, and nobody's mm-hmm. gonna press you on it it's just like when no. phyllis says just yeah. tell them you've got diarrhea and they're not going to oh, ask any more yeah. questions mm-hmm. i mean definitely did that um <laughs> i yeah i i called in once and said like i had tonsillitis which i would get on occasion but i don't know dave gets mad at me because he says i'm too specific he's like just say you're sick like you don't have to like give your diagnosis the more details you give the more likely <laughs> you're gonna get that. caught take it from me a professional liar Oh Uh, yeah, you can always tell the people who give you too much information Mm -hmm. that that's not on the level. Okay, just yeah, you're like I got it. Necessary. (laughs) I want yeah. I once went. This is the weirdest one. I went called in sick. Went to Manhattan Beach with my girlfriend. Got well. No, I didn't get drunk. But I went, they were having a blood drive. This is so weird. They were having a blood drive on the beach. So I was like, oh, I like giving blood. I'll give blood. And so I gave blood. And then I went to a bar and drank afterwards. Oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> It was so stupid. Actually, FYI, it doesn't make you more drunk. It just makes you feel like you're going to faint. Yes. Like that was all it did. I remember walking to the bathroom and I was like, I think I might like, I don't. Like, I don't know if I'm going to make it all the way there. I did faint in a bar bathroom once because I had um, uh, an EGD, a scope down my throat to look oh. into my stomach. And oh. then I was like recovering. It was the same day. And my boyfriend at the time was like, we're going to the bar. And I was like, I don't think that's a good idea. And he's like, well, we're going and you're coming with. And I was like, um, okay. okay. <laughs> and I fainted in the bathroom and like some girls oh, who were in there had to like figure out who I was with and get him to oh, come and get me. Oh, oh, gosh. oh God. Yeah. So I, you know, now when I, in fact, this was, 
at some point, I don't know if it was having kids or just like growing older or whatever, where I was like, if I'm going to take a day, I'm just going to say, I need a day. Like, I don't need to call in sick. That's mm-hmm. sort mm-hmm. of silly, especially with an office job. Retail is a different thing. But like with an office job, I'm like, I'm not coming in today. It's just not happening. But um, as much as I love him, the head of my team can make me crazy. And we have a very like brotherly, sisterly relationship where I feel comfortable getting mad at him. And he, he feels comfortable like being kind of snarky to me. And the day Thursday was my last day in the office Thursday, whatever, March 12th or whatever it was, was my last day in the office. And I remember he looked at me and he said, oh, if you call in saying you're sick with COVID, like I'm going to call bullshit on it. And I turned around and I because he was behind me, I turned around and I said, fuck you. <laughs> then I <laughs> and just like typed. And he like wrote me some note like, I'm sorry. And, and I was just like, listen, I'm an adult now. Like I don't, this, uh, yes, I did it plenty. And I did it plenty when I worked with him previously. Like I admit it, but I am 41 years old. I don't call in sick anymore. I mean, I, I will call in sick if I'm actually sick, but I'm not going to call in with like a sore throat or, you know, I lost my voice mm-hmm. kind of deal. I did that this week. I mean, I was just overwhelmed. I signed in on Monday and it was just a raft of shit coming at me from work. And I emailed my boss and I was just like, oh, what is happening? And we talked on the phone a little bit and I was like, I need I need a break from this. And she was like, take a couple Mm -hmm. days, you know, and I'm I'm really thankful that I have, first of all, a boss who's cool with that and a boss that I can be honest with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I don't like the distinction between like vacation and sick. Yes. time yeah. Yeah. I think that you should just get a certain amount of vacation mm-hmm. or you know time off that you can take in whatever way that you want that's what we yeah. get it's called combined yeah. time off you know CTO yeah. instead of PTO um and it doesn't matter what it is I mean I because because I am ridiculously healthy my sick time has piled up and piled up and piled up to the point where part of it actually just rolls into vacation yeah well, that's nice yeah. and and if yeah, I really if I nice. get a couple more years service, then a lot of it will just roll into vacation. But I'm like, this is just bullshit. I just yeah. want to have it all mm-hmm. and use it however I want to use it. Yep, it's your time. Yeah, I don't want to be forced to come up with a um, reason. Yes, uh, uh, one of the things that my old boss used to say was. Uh, I can't come into work because I have an eye problem, as in I can't uh, see myself coming to work. <laughs> such a dad I joke. Like oh that. my God. That's like yep. such a dad joke. Yep. Oh, man. All right. Christy. Oh, okay. I saw yours, so I put it in the same um, time frame, time slot as yours. Mine is a calling in sick story that also... I don't know if I've told anyone before. Okay, so I love um, these like never before with Christy. It's like <laughs> I never told anybody this. <laughs> for, I like for days I was like, I don't I don't think I have anything. Then I thought of one thing and it just became a notes app like confession Me like to list. <laughs> and I'm like nice lady not indeed. <laughs> yeah. Some of these I am never telling. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Especially I would tell, but not like something that goes on the internet. Um, so this one is also me calling in sick. I was at my um, dumb boyfriend's house the night before, and we were partaking in things that made it so we did not sleep that night. Um, mm-hmm. And <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, drinking and also drinking and like everything terrible. And I was a prep cook at the time at Olive Garden, and so I had to wake up at, I had to be at work at 7 a.m., which is way too early when you stay up all night. So at about 6 a.m., it was 
determined that I would not be able to go to work in the state that I was in. I think that's fair. Nor should I have you work was determined. I love it was determined by an outside source. It, took a it was determined. We talked for hours. Let's just say that we talked for a really long time about whether I should go in. Um, so I called in sick and I cried and I said that my mom was really sick and that I had to like this whole story about my mom too many details yep too many details <laughs> and so then I hung up and I'm like nailed it this is awesome okay went about my day uh the rest of you know we just kept hanging out for the whole day and then I there wasn't cell phones at the time so I called my house because I was living at home I think I was 19 like just graduated from high school um and I call my house and my sister says yeah mama had to go to some emergency room and I was like wait what she had like fainted at the grocery store or something and they had to take her to the emergency room and I'm like I conjured this I <laughs> you made it happen <laughs> and then the state I was in I was like is this happening like am I hallucinating <laughs> it was it was bad. Bad karma. Just I, bad know, coincidence. I, I, I have um, one time I called in sick to school or something, and I said maybe my I had, somebody died, like whatever somebody, and then somebody completely unrelated to me died, and I was like, I can never use this excuse again. Like I, <laughs> yeah. like I made this happen. <laughs> Again, I think that's like the overblown uh, sense of self-importance. Maybe like, yeah, we definitely don't make those sort of things happen with with our minds. (laughs) Or we are witches. (laughs) That's the other possibility. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, and the manager didn't care. She just wanted to know who was going to make the sauce that day. Right. (laughs) Right. That's all that matters. I know. Oh, man. All right. Meredith. Oh, am I going again? Okay. So this is the this is the worst one and this is the one I this is I've never told anybody this. Um and I feel terrible about it and it if if I start thinking about it, it keeps me up at night. Uh so I'm gonna have to take some melatonin tonight or something. So I was super into pen pals when I was a kid and I was maybe like ten, nine or ten at this point, and I had a pen pal who lived in Russia. I thought overseas pen pals were super duper cool. And so we would, you know, like talk about, she always wanted to know about American culture and, and the sort of stuff that I did. And, you know, she was really interested in all that. And so we wrote back and forth really consistently for, I don't know, when you're, when you're nine, a year is forever, right? So it's probably like a year. And eventually I got sick of it because, you know, kids are flaky and I didn't know how to end it. I didn't, no, I I could have just stopped writing. I should have just stopped oh, writing. Oh no, Meredith. <laughs> oh no. But what I did instead <laughs> is essentially stage my own death. No. <laughs> <laughs> because, and this is fully because I didn't want to take responsibility for like hurting her feelings, you know. <laughs> and so. My Are you <laughs> sure you're not a guy? This sounds like something a guy know, would do. Right? This I is know. very male energy. I know. And so my best friend Michelle and I, she was totally in on this, and she's like, "We're gonna, we're gonna do this. We're gonna fix this." I love how much more work it is to do this. And so we laid out this whole scheme, and we carried it out. 
Oh, God. <laughs> this is giving me hives. Um, so I told her that I had a heart problem and I was going to have to have surgery. So this was like... <laughs> This took like weeks and weeks and weeks to set up because it takes a long oh time gosh. to get mail to Russia and back. And, right. Right. So I was going in for heart surgery. It was going to be fine. It was going to be fine. And then the next letter after that, Michelle wrote in, you know, in her handwriting, pretending to be my mother, telling her that I had died. <gasps> surgery. Oh, oh, my God. Oh. You criminal mastermind. Oh, no. Did and she write back? She wrote back to my mother with a sympathy card. <laughs> oh my god! So did your mom know what was happening? I got in a lot of trouble. Yeah, this that was is the like time you got the busted. only. Yeah, as a teen, I never did, but as a kid, this was like something that she was just like, "This is despicable. <laughs> what is wrong with you?" <laughs> oh my god! And she's probably like am i raising yes like, no like she's, it's she's so a monster <laughs> but it came from the impulse that we we all have is that yes. you didn't want to hurt her feelings right, right. Exactly. by telling yes. her i'm not did your mom make anymore. you con- confess nope Oh, good. Oh well, thank God. God for that anyway. Yeah. Oh there's God. a there's a woman in Russia that tells this story. <laughs> I know. <laughs> my pen pal died, my in pen died in heart surgery. <laughs> Maybe America isn't that great. Maybe their health care does suck. <laughs> oh, my God. That is a really good one. I feel so bad about it. <laughs> I mean, I really admire... The lengths that you went to. I know. To me, it's really the planning, the follow through for a 10 year old. Yeah. That's really exceptional. It is. It is. Yeah, you're almost like proud. I was in the mm-hmm. gifted program, you know. <laughs> this is what I did with it. But the stupid creative. thing is, you know, I was trying to save her. I was trying to save her feelings, but I ended up, I, it probably was upsetting to her, right? <laughs> right. My friend died. My friend died. <laughs> Yeah, that but at least she wasn't rejected. Yeah, right. That didn't occur to me, though. Like, that was the thing that, of course, we, my mom and I said, don't have a conversation about that. Like, this was uh, definitely worse than just not writing anymore. <laughs> telling the hard truths. Oh, boy. Oh, dear. That's so relatable, though. It really is. Mm-hmm. It really is. You, you were trying to get out of a situation that all of us have been in. You're just your child brain went down a really weird pathway. <laughs> yes, it did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's so good. Um, okay. Um, mine is... God, I'm trying to think how deeply I should go into my... So I just put on one of, on the uh, show sheet drugs. <laughs> okay. Dad, fast forward like five minutes. <laughs> because... I, okay, so whatever. I lived in Los Angeles, as we all know, and I tried a fair amount of drugs that, you know, are not legal in any state. <clears throat> this is not a secret. You've definitely mentioned no. this before. Yes, and, like, I have it's done. It's not that big of a deal. No, it's not that big of a deal. I have done cocaine. It's really fun. Don't do it, kids, but it is really fun. But don't do it. Um, <laughs> um, it's like exactly. Uh, imagine me thinking that I'm really smart and interesting, but like on. 10 like me just constantly just rattling off chain smoking and like thinking like talking about politics it's like great because you don't think you're messed up but you are like phenomenally messed up anyway it really just I liked it it was one of those things where I tried it I was like oh yes I enjoy this 
Um, because as much as I do like to drink, I don't really like getting super messed up. I don't like to be sloppy. I, I mean, I know that sounds surprising, but I don't really. Um, anyway, so whatever. I was never rich enough. It wasn't like I was addicted. I was never rich enough to like have a habit. And also it, for me, it like hurt my nose so badly, like by the end of the night, because you do go on like benders of it <clears throat> where it's not like you're just going like, to do one line and be like, OK, I'm good. I mean, at least for me, I was like, let's go find a bathroom and do a key bump, like disgusting, like gross. But um, I, I mean, the germs on those keys. Ugh. I don't want to think about <laughs> it. I don't want to think about it. It's bad. And money. Um, Ugh. Ew, mm-hmm. Ugh. Uh, it's repulsive. But um, OK, so. I, I did not have a habit. And yeah, so my nose would really hurt the next day. And you, it's like the worst hangover. You just feel like total shit because you don't get any sleep, really. And you're tired. Your body is tired. It just takes it kind of all out of you. But then, you know, a couple nights later, you're like, let's do it again. But um, <laughs> anyway, there was one time. Um, I wonder. I don't think I can get arrested for this. There was one time. <laughs> it, was, it was in 2003 or something. I was living in Los Angeles, and I was flying somewhere. I'm not even going to specify where I was flying. Um, and I was going to a party, and I was the one that had a hookup for cocaine. <clears throat> and I put it in my bra, and I flew with cocaine. <laughs> wow. <laughs> It was oh my a, god i know post 9-11 post 9-11 post 9-11 and i remember just going through god i would see it's weird because i remember being nervous but like not not, not proportionally nervous not appropriately like, I was like, nervous <laughs> yes i was like nervous ish but once i got through see this is why it's stupid once i got through security i was kind of like okay well like i'm good now like it's it's all fine but i didn't even ever think about dogs or you know whatever whatever they're i don't know what they're sniffing for i don't know if i've done that with weed on purpose and on accident and yes it sucks (laughs) yeah i mean my heart was beating so fast when i went through i mean you know it's it's was 2003 or whatever so it wasn't when you know they had the 3d scanner kind of things and it was still pretty rudimentary but i mean it was tucked listen Another thing about me, I have real, I have pretty big boobs, so I can like kind of tuck it in there pretty good. <laughs> you can hide stuff pretty well. <laughs> yes, huh? I can hide. I can hide it pretty well. It, it'll hold it. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. So uh, once I got through, they didn't pat me down or anything. I was like, okay, I did it, and I made it. I still to this day, I'm like, I can. And this is the thing, I'm a pretty risk averse person. I it, it it doesn't sound like it, but I really do, like I. I know what I can get away with and what I can't get away with. But for some reason, I was feeling very bold that weekend and thought I could get away with it. And I did. So, you know, I'm here to tell That's the story. Kind of exciting. It was. It was my closest thrill. What's really funny is Hillary today won't even take legal edibles on the plane. <laughs> on the plane. No, no. They are they are back in Seattle right now. Um, I know I'm such a nerd now, but... Um, yeah, you've got time, kids was, and stuff. Yeah, like it's, yeah, You've that, got a little bit more consequence if you yes. <laughs> happen yes. to get caught. You just needed me to like accidentally... Like hide them in your purse yes. from you, yeah. and I then to, let you know. I need yeah. to not make the decision. I need to mm-hmm. somebody to just do it for me. But yeah, this time I made the decision, and um, I was very popular at the party. Everybody was really excited once I got there, so <laughs> it was a great time. Oh, Dad, sorry. Um, okay, my last one. It also takes place at the Olive Garden with the same dirtbag <laughs> guys that I was hanging out with. They lived in this. One bedroom apartment, but it had two bathrooms, which is good for 
two 20-year-old guys, I guess, to have that um, situation. Um, so we would just hang out there um, in this gross apartment. So the Olive Garden would often have these coupons that would appear in the newspaper and always on the, in the Sunday paper. And it was an it was a coupon for $5 off. So what me and the dirt bags would do is at 3 in the morning, we would go and take all the newspapers from the newspaper boxes, like pay for one and take all of them and then take all of the coupons out <laughs> and then sell them to the servers for, for $3 a piece. Wow. And then what they would do is they would basically steal. So they wouldn't give their customers the coupon. They would take it after and then get that $2 in tip. Oh. <laughs> Clever. So, I don't think I could go to jail for. I mean, I guess stealing all the newspapers was a shitty move because we would just drive all over till we had hundreds of them. Um, <laughs> I thought you were just going to end it there. It was like, so you didn't get as many customers or whatever, because <laughs> that would have been my first thought. Like working at a restaurant, just like, ugh, go away. I don't want you here. <laughs> yeah, no, it was to cheat because wow. a lot of people paid in cash, especially then. Right? Was it? We either got $2 or $3 a pair or, or a ticket. I don't remember, but it was enough. And I and then I would feel really guilty because I'd be like, you know, cooking and I'd see the um, server come in with the, that I, that was a known customer of mine and would see them like getting the cash and putting that coupon from their pocket. Into, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, oh my gosh. Dear. Well, so what's the statute of limitations on restaurant fraud? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like I was removed enough because I d- I just helped steal the newspapers and got so and got a percentage of the cash. <laughs> I never even like was in on the deal with the server. Oh, there's okay. only three I that see. did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I have to say like when I was thinking back at all of these, we are all really lucky that we're like little white girls you know oh, yeah. Yeah. some of the stuff sure. that I was like I snuck cocaine through TSA <laughs> and then it's like I was a black guy and I lived like, in my yeah. ba- I was in my backyard and then I died so yeah. mm-hmm. good job Hillary yeah, for- yeah. I know I know god <laughs> well the world is not fair no nope. it is not this is why I like Christy's story because I feel like the people who were coming out on top were the servers yes. who yes. were getting paid, you know, 46 cents an hour anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We yeah. didn't even get free breadsticks there. You had to pay what? 10 cents each. What? Yep. That's insane. That's bullshit. Yeah. It is. And th- I did lot- so many shenanigans there. Like we could have a whole show about it. But um, <laughs> there was also if a dessert was like damaged, yeah. then we got to eat it mm-hmm. like you would put it uh-huh. out for free for all. So at one point I was the expediter, which is like the boss of the kitchen, basically in between the server and the cooks. And I would frequently mash the dessert so that we yeah. could eat them. <laughs> you and <laughs> Hillary like, could have teamed up. Yeah. And the server would be like, Oh, uh, I was, I thought I saw a smashed tiramisu and I'm like coming up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Hillary could do the smashing, and then you could <laughs> yep. tag team. Yeah. Yep. Oh, man. All right. Well, let's close out this um, confession portion of the talk with a bonus confession. Another contribution. Two in one show. 
from Jeremy, <laughs> who left us a voicemail with an amazing mm-hmm. confession on it. Yep. Hello, TC family. Ever since I listened in on your last Jamboree call and heard the topic of this week's show, I, I've i been thinking about it because let's just say I have a lot. I have a lot. I have a lot of confessions. Uh, so on a scale of 1 to 10, I thought of like a 5, and I thought that I would share the 5 with you. Um, I mean, not 5 confessions, but it, it's, a, it's scored a 5 in terms of badness. Ten being like, I'm going to go to jail. One being, I don't know, Christy gets mad at me. Um, So my confession is that when I was a kid, I used to punch myself in the face or hit myself in the face to give myself black eyes because I thought they looked cool and I liked the attention. And so (laughs) I would always tell everybody that it happened on the trampoline. I think I did it three or four times. But, uh, but yeah, it's easier than you'd think. So, I don't know. Give it a shot if you want. I mean, Jeremy, I, I don't know how you live with being so cool. <laughs> Such a bad Having ass. those cool black eyes. <laughs> Kids do so many dumb things for attention. Yes, like, this do. seems like something I would have done if I had thought about it. You know, I really wanted to break a limb of some sort. I never did. And I wanted to. So somebody would have to carry my books <laughs> and people would have to sign my cast. Well, you know how cool it is? Like you want braces or you want a yes. retainer or you want glasses yeah. or yeah. what? You know, you just want something to set you apart and make you like feel special. I uh, mean, just most of us don't punch ourselves in the face. Yeah. I don't know if I would be brave enough to do that. I wouldn't want to no hurt way. myself. No way. Mm-mm. I I don't think it's like it is in the movies. Let's put it that way. Yeah, where they seem to take blows and just keep on going. I think one good punch to the to the eye socket could probably take me out. Yep. Well, that's a good one. Thank you for that, Jeremy. And now everybody, you know where this is going for the question of the week. Yep. Yeah. Come on, come on. Share share your confession with us. And if you don't want to do it on Facebook, just email us. Because we want to know. Yeah. And we'll leave your name out if you want. I mean, come on. Listen to the things that we just told you. I know. (laughs) Get some reciprocity here, you guys. (laughs) Don't leave us hanging. You know everything about us. You could take us down. We need some mutually assured destruction here. (laughs) Okay. Well, the other thing that I thought that we should talk about if we're talking about confessions, if we're making confession is maybe... We could talk about some of of the more well-known public confessions yep. in history. I didn't go back that far. Really, <laughs> I, well, I said recent-ish. I mean, there's plenty. Pope, Pope Pius. <laughs> I wanted to get tape, if I could, yes. so that we could listen to these things. So I came up with a few things on top of my head. Honestly, it's really hard to find some of this stuff because, like, on... YouTube, I searched Jerry Springer prostitute confession. <laughs> I got a lot of results, guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so it was sort of hard finding things, but there were a few things that came to my mind that I thought of. But this first one is from Hillary. You thought of this. Yes. So um, when do we, I should have put in here what years this I was. Think but it this was, was like in the 88 or something. Yeah. yeah. Because I was a, I was cognizant enough of the world that I like knew that this happened. Like I remember it. 
I remember being like, what a weirdo. Um, uh-huh. So it was, you know, in the time that I was aware. All right. Well, let's take a quick listen to that. Good evening. TV evangelist Jimmy Swaggart is leaving his fate to the Lord and church leaders tonight after confessing that he sinned. Tears filled his eyes as Swaggart took the pulpit in Baton Rouge, Louisiana this morning to beg forgiveness. Channel 5's Tim Herrera reports tonight, Swaggart is stepping down from his powerful TV ministry while the Assembly of God Church investigates him for having an affair with a prostitute. Jimmy Swaggart's the top-rated preacher on TV. He leads a multi-million dollar evangelical empire. Now he's confessed to a moral mistake and he's pulling away from the pulpit for a while. I have sinned against you, my Lord. And I would ask that your precious blood would wash and cleanse every stain until it is in the seas of God's forgetfulness. Thank you. Thank you. And God bless you. Dear Lord, <laughs> I'm so weak. <laughs> and it, it, I wish we had the, me. the visual because the tears just streaming uh, down his mm-hmm. face. I mean, my God, the production he yep. made out of this apology, yep. this confession. Oh. I mean, that was his whole stock and trade, right? Being so dramatic yeah. and, and yep. ripping people up and they yep. were eating it up, it sounded like. Yep. Ugh, that is a theme that I found among these clips that had live audiences. Yes. Was the buy-in that they all had to the act of confession. And I'm like, no, this is gross. Don't laugh mm-hmm. at that. Yeah. Right. Yes, well, exactly. We'll yeah. Yeah, we will. So, I mean, in the scheme of things, this isn't, this isn't anything. Well, wait, I guess being with a sex worker yeah. is technically illegal, yeah. but I mean, Shouldn't this be, is the, but it is right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is the quote unquote moral failing right. rather than anything else. Yep. So, yep. And he made a ton of money. Yeah. These ones are especially delicious because these are the moral, you know, right. police, basically. Yeah, it's, it's the hypocrisy, yeah. not the actual act yeah. that really is offensive in this. Yep. Uh, all right. What First thing that came top of mind for me was Hugh Grant's Ooh. infamous confession mm-hmm. on The Tonight Show. Let's drop that in here. Let me start with question number one. <laughs> What the hell were you thinking? <laughs> no, I don't, I, I, I don't say that. I don't say that to be glib, but I think among most people going. What? Yeah, yeah. Um, what it said, it's, it's not easy. Um, you know, I, I, the thing is, um, I, I, people give me tons of um, ideas on this one. I keep reading new you know, psychological theories and stuff like that. Um, you know, I was under pressure, I was uh, overtired, or I was uh, lonely, or my, I fell down the stairs when I was a child, or whatever. Um, but I, um, uh, you know, I, I think it would, that would be you know, bollocks, really, to, to hide behind a, right. uh, something like that. You know, you, I think you know in life uh, pretty much what's a good thing to do and what's a, b- a bad thing. And um, 
Uh, I did a bad thing, and that, there you have it. And the thing that I was thinking about this is, why did he go on TV to do this? Right? Right? Like... Yeah. Would anybody do that now? No. I, I can't see it happening. I feel like this is a uniquely Hugh Grant thing because even mm-hmm. during this, he manages to be like self-effacing and adorable. Yes. Yep. And I know. I was like, he's so life. cute. Yeah, he is. And 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 he did a pretty cruel thing um, yeah. to his wife or girlfriend. I think she was his girlfriend. Girlfriend, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's pretty terrible for her. And he's just like so endearing and people are like, ah, ha, ha, ha. And that, I think that's why he did it, because <laughs> he knew he yeah. could get everybody on their side. Yeah, he's like, mm-hmm. I'm a dumbass. Yeah. Yep. Which is true. Like, <laughs> yeah. The laugh was so gross. The laughing. Yeah. Yes. yeah. I, I, I guess I appreciate that he didn't try and make a bunch of excuses mm-hmm. about it. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I don't know why you would want to take that step of going and talking about I it know. publicly. Maybe because it was like 1995 or whatever, and it was a different time. Yeah. Gosh, because now I feel like you would just lay low. You would maybe do a notes apology on Twitter. Notes apology. Yeah, this is yeah. before Twitter. And what did we yeah. have to address the nation other than like going on Leno? <laughs> yes. But I think now you would just kind of do an apology and then just hide out. Yeah. And not. And I think he kind of did afterwards. I mean, it was, you know, whatever. Um, what's the. I watched it recently. Uh, Notting Hill was after this. So, I mean, it was like he still did. It didn't big ruin movies. his career. No. Yeah. I love Notting Hill. I do too. Mm-hmm. We, have a, we could have a side talk about how shitty Julia Roberts is in that movie. You're like, <laughs> why do you like her? Yeah. Um, but um, that. Um, I, think, I think we're going to have to do a rom com uh, episode. Yes. yes. Once yes, we please. finish touring America, we're, <laughs> yeah. we're just going to need to do that at yes. some point. I agree. The. The grossest part about this and then a later one that we'll get to is the laughing when you if if, for anyone that's seen a TV show be filmed, they tell you when to laugh. Yeah, there's like a light. (laughs) There's a light and there's someone in the audience who's like, whip it up, like, you know, like making motions of like. So they were like telling the audience to do that. It's so disgusting. Mm -hmm. I know. Yeah. Gross. Well, all right. Let's listen to. I think this is my favorite yeah. of these confessions. <laughs> yes. It's really, it's it's a pretty good one. This is from mm-hmm. 1980. Jerry Springer, uh, the aforementioned Jerry Springer, was running for governor of Ohio. He'd been mayor of Cincinnati, right? Which yes. is something that I think that younger people don't know because he's just been, you know, Jerry Springer for so long. But he was in politics for a while. So he was making this run at uh, the governorship and, you know, some information came to light that he was forced to address. (laughs) I'm Jerry Springer and I want to be your governor. Now, after sharing some specific solutions for our unemployment and education problems in this state, it looks like the nomination is finally within grasp, which makes what I'm about to tell you even more difficult. Some nine years ago, I spent time with a woman I shouldn't have. And I paid her with a check. I wish I hadn't done that. And the truth is, I wish no one would ever know. But in the rough world of politics, opponents are not about to let personal embarrassments lay to rest. Perhaps like you, I'm not sure what any of this has to do with being governor. But maybe my talking to you about this makes a point. Ohio is in a world of hurt. The next governor is going to have to take some heavy risks and face some hard truths. I'm prepared to do that. This commercial should be proof. I'm not afraid, even of the truth. And even if it hurts, come on, join me on June 8th. We're going to turn the state around. Jerry Springer, 
Democrat for governor. Anybody who uh, has listened to TBTL will be (laughs) familiar with. (laughs) There's a reason that's part of this. Such a popular drop is it's so funny. It is really (laughs) funny. It's really funny. And also, um, Jerry Springer looks very similar to my dad. So I always like I'm always has like a softness for him. I'm like, oh, he's dumb. I like like his honesty. Michael. Michael. I wish that all politicians would come out with campaign ads yeah. like this. I love yeah. how he spun this. I mean, I thought that was pretty smart that he was like, I'm not mm-hmm. afraid of this. So I'm not afraid of the challenges that Ohio is facing. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then, and that he was very um, straightforward mm-hmm. yes. about all of it yeah. without any histrionics. Take mm-hmm. note, Jimmy Swagger. Yeah, yeah, really. What he was just, where he just says, I wish I hadn't done that. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, like, oh, I'm such a terrible person. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I've learned and grown and blah, blah, I'm blah. I'm going to like, I wish therapy I for sex addiction. Right. Oh, Although God. I am a little unclear. Did he wish that he hadn't gotten with a prostitute or did he wish that he hadn't paid, paid with, with a check? check? I thought, I always took it as paid with a check. <laughs> <That's> a, <yeah. laughs> I wish I hadn't gotten caught. Yeah. I mean, that's always that's what the they're case, all right? really saying yeah. in this, right? Yeah. Yes. Really. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I thought in the interest of gender parity, which is not possible. I mean, I was, I was trying to think maybe there's a discussion to be had at some point about why this is 99% men who get mm-hmm. caught in, in these types of scandals. And I think maybe if we want to be generous about it, we're saying because it's men who have the power. Yeah. Right. Right. So um, we've never had a woman president. So we can never have a woman president who's had an affair. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Because women can be just as every bit as awful as men. Yeah. Right. We just haven't given them the platform. (laughs) They haven't had the opportunity to screw up so bad. (laughs) But this is a recent one. I could not find any tape anywhere of the any of the participants actually speaking because we've evolved a lot since Hugh Grant and Felicity Huffman knew better than to be on camera talking about her college admission her part in the college admissions scandal so this was just a statement and then I had to you know get the guys from entertainment tonight I love the back I love the music in the background But we start with the big news of the day in the college bribery scandal. Felicity Huffman pleads guilty and makes a remarkably candid confession. The 56-year-old actress said she had deep regret and shame over what she had done and accepted full responsibility, adding, quote, My daughter knew absolutely nothing about my actions, and in my misguided and profoundly wrong way, I have betrayed her. Felicity also apologizes to her family, but does not mention her husband, actor William H. Macy, by name. Huffman is accused of paying a consultant $15,000 to help her elder daughter cheat on the SAT. And this is a good one to talk about because I think it is so recent. Yeah. yeah. And it's on, mm-hmm. on, and the Lori Laughlin, whatever, pleaded guilty just this just past week. Right. Yeah, yeah right. two months yeah, right. in prison for her. I know. She should have taken a page out of Felicity yeah, Huffman. Yes. And not seriously. tried to fight this because... Mm-mm. I don't know what Isn't the husband hubris four or months? Yeah, arrogance like or, you know, whatever. But if she had just followed Felicity's example and gotten rid of it, you know, put it behind her as quickly as possible. Well, she also did worse things. 
Well, yes, that's true. In the grand scheme of things, it definitely Lori Loughlin's stuff was more involved than what and for two Huffman did two yeah. kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, here's the thing I don't understand about this: is rich kids get into I college? Know. Yeah. That's, right. That kid would have gotten into college if you can pay. I mean, that's how yeah. that's how they Write did in the check. old days. Build, you know, buy a that's building. The buildings are named after. Hello, Jared yeah. Kushner. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. You know, George W. Bush. Well, and that All has to feel really crappy to like, especially Felicity Huffman's, because she paid for the SATs to be taken again after her daughter had already taken it. That has to feel really crappy if the yeah. daughter really didn't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, you know, though, it's so funny because I like this. It brought up a lot of things about, you know, fairness, about getting into college and what rich people can pay for or not. But I like more. I remember when this came down, like the original just details about it. And it was so awesomely salacious. You're like, what? Mm-hmm. And it was like. Seemed kind of like a no hurt situation a little bit that it was. I reveled in it. And I was like, "Give me every piece of information <laughs> yes. I want to know." Oh, simpler time. Yeah, it's more about the the unfairness yes. of it all. Right. Like it it highlights the class division that we have to deal with. So that's gross. But yeah, you can talk about all the kids who didn't get in because the rich kids took their spot. But I don't think there's really very much of that. No going on no not not at least in this group of rich people that are being highlighted i mean rich people be cheating yep er day yeah all day er day (laughs) Mm -hmm. all right so yeah i I picked two more which are the really gross ones in this meredith get your blanket ready Mm -hmm. so you can pull it over your head (laughs) but uh this next one is when letterman addresses um it's not even really that he addressed the affair so much. It was that he was talking, admitting that there had been this extortion attempt, that somebody contacted him and say, hey, I'm writing a screenplay, and if you don't give me $2 million, I'm going to put all the bad things that you did in there. So this is actually from a very long segment on his show, like 10 and a half minutes that I, I cut down, where he's just talking about the end of it, where he's explaining kind of what he did that made this person try to extort him. Uh, I had to go downtown to the uh, testify before the grand jury. Yeah. And uh, I had to tell them how I, I was disturbed by this. I was worried for myself. I was worried for my family. Uh, I, f- I felt menaced by this. Uh, and I had to tell them uh, all of the creepy things that I have done that were going to be... <laughs> well, now, why is that funny? That's, I mean... So... Uh, So the idea is, is if they uh, believe, in fact, a crime has been committed, then they issue a warrant, and that's exactly what happened. And uh, a little bit after noon today, the guy was arrested. Ah. Now, <clears throat> now, of course, <clears throat> we get to what was it? What was all the creepy stuff? <laughs> that he was going to put into the, the screenplay and, and the movie. And uh, the creepy stuff was that I have uh, had sex with women who work for me on this show. Now, my response to that is, yes, I have. 
have had sex with women who work on this show. And, and would it be embarrassing if it were made public? Perhaps it would. Perhaps it would. Especially for the women. Uh, but that's a decision for them to make if they want to come public and talk about uh, the relationships, if I want to go public and talk about the relationships. But what you don't want is a guy saying, oh, I know, I know you had sex with women, so I, I, I would like $2 million, or I'm, I'm going to make trouble for you. So that's where we stand right now. Um, I just want to thank the people at the Special Prosecution Bureau and the Manhattan District Attorney's Office, uh, Robert Morgenthau, who is uh, uh, head of that. It's, uh, it's been a very bizarre experience. Uh, I feel like I need to protect these people. I need to certainly protect my family. I need to protect myself, uh, hope to protect my job, uh, and the friends, uh, everybody that uh, has been very supportive through this. Uh, and I don't plan to say much more about this on this particular topic. So thank you for letting me bend you. I felt really gross yep. yeah. mm-hmm. when I listened to this yeah, one. The, this is another one where the laughing made me really uh, uncomfortable. Uh, and absolutely. I, people, it feels like whenever comedians try to get serious, people laugh because that's what they do when comedians yeah. speak right. and they're used yeah. to laughing at Letterman. And so I think some of it is just like a conditioned response or maybe a nervous, but it just felt so gross. It's so gross. Yeah. Although I do admire how he got ahead of, out ahead of the blackmail. Yeah. I mean, he fell on his sword mm-hmm. sort of for that one he's you know i'm gonna take the hit but i found him to be sort of very kind of unpleasant yeah in yes. the way that he talked about this yeah. and it's a complicated situation because he was a victim of this person but he was also a perpetrator yeah right yeah. and he emphasizes his victimhood and de-emphasizes his perpetrator in a way that's like really snarky and gross and i did not like it at all i don't think this was a good look for him you didn't really get the sense that he understood that the the whole power dynamic no and how those women were kind of at his mercy yeah (laughs) yeah you don't really get the sense that he felt anything bad about that right and i think he really purposely kind of elided or was extremely vague about, you know, what what happened. He's like, I've had sex with women who worked here. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he didn't disclose Say that they were that young was interns. Young, yeah. yeah, women who were directly in his power who were much younger than him. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe at that time we wouldn't have felt the same way about it as we do now. Because yeah. we've had, I mean, Me Too has really brought a remarkable shift. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Where we can say, no, that's not okay, even if it's not illegal. Yeah. Even if, you know, your relationship or marriage and the outcome is your business, still that that part of it's not okay, right. that power differential. Yep. So I included one last one that I am calling the anti-confession because it is absolutely <laughs> not confessing. Nope. And that is our beloved... <sighs> Quote marks, President Bill Clinton. Now, I have to go back to work on my State of the Union speech. And I worked on it till pretty late last night. But I want to say one thing to the American people. I want you to listen to me. I'm going to say this again. I did not 
have sexual relations with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. I never told anybody to lie, not a single time, never. These allegations are false, and I need to go back to work for the American people. Thank you. I had never heard the full clip of this before. And this is literally the whole thing. Like it's yeah. so short. It's, so gross. Yep, he, it's, it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know, whatever the communication press secretary, somebody is giving a press conference and he comes into the room and he says this stupid thing about like, I got to get back to writing the state of the union. I'm very busy. Like, yeah, I can't you know, be Fuck bothered. you. Yeah. Dude. Some, also you have speech writers. Like they're probably yeah. writing it. And, you're yep. like, yeah. and he's like, but I just want to say, so that is the, and then he says it and then he leaves. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so that's the entirety. But I had never heard any of that other than the I did not have sexual relations, relations with that woman. Ugh. And so it's very interesting to hear the whole thing and how self-righteous he is. Yep. And, you know, speaking of power differential. Oh, right. Oh, my God. I mean, the I most powerful have a man sweet- in the world. We could have a full show because I fully like relate to her. And in a lot of ways we are like roughly I mean, she's a little bit older than I am, but not by a lot and you know she's a cute kind of chubby girl at the time who is in love with the president of the United States and you mm-hmm. and you can kind of see it like I could totally see it happening with me of course 100% um and I you know they just sandbagged her this yep you know they destroyed her life yeah. made yeah. her name synonymous with the sex object right. yep. mm-hmm. yeah. made it impossible for her ever to exist in a normal yep. fashion yep it's just ruined her life despicable. and did basically nothing to him. Yeah. No, I mean, he spoke at the freaking. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. And the thing is, he was the first person I voted for him in 1996. It was my first mm-hmm. election that I could vote. And I, I proudly voted for him. And I don't know. He's a, he's a complicated, very complicated figure. Um, well, I think even at the time, because we didn't think about things about power and that mm-hmm. even we we're like, okay, I mean, I know I was, yep. okay, well, they had sex. That's, they can do that. I mean, yeah. bad yep. on him for cheating on his wife, but. Yep. Yeah. The I line mean, was like, well, they're two consenting adults. Yeah. Right. But I yep. mean, yeah, again, I, we, I don't need to. We didn't know the yeah. power. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't need to. We didn't. I mean, we did it, know when we should have known. Yeah, but it doesn't matter because. It, but mm-hmm. we didn't. It, women are whores and, mm-hmm. you know, she, she got chose all to the blame. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She yep. tempted him yes. and seduced him. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine having yeah. to turn over that dress with the oh stain on it? Oh I mean, mortifying. Mortifying. No, it is. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah, no, but it is funny to hear it in the context of of that. And then how he defines sexual relations. Like, yeah. I guess right. they didn't have, Depends like, on what is, is. Is, is, yeah. yeah. Right. And it's like, <laughs> they didn't have P and V sex, I guess. Mm-hmm. But like... <laughs> You know, everything else. I mean, you're splitting hairs here, <laughs> yeah. pal. I would call that sexual relations. Um, oh, no, it's, 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 I mean, it's kind of funny to hear. And he really lays in, I forgot like how thick his accent yeah. was. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I did not have mm-hmm. sexual relations. Oh, have you listened to Hillary? Like when she goes, I'm not going to be Tammy Wynette standing by my man. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> Who are you? What is, yeah. What is no accent? They must have uh, had vocal. Oh, yeah. I bet. As much as I want Trump to go to prison forever, and I really hope that the mm-hmm. porn star payments take him down, I don't ever want to listen or watch a hearing where he describes what happened. Ever. Oh. Ever. 
Ever. Oh no! I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Repulsive. The P tapes, like, come on! I just oh, can't. Nope. <sighs> Can I come back out of my blanket? Like I've had over my head. Gross. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, one one last thing is, uh, Hillary. I think you listened to this too on the the Slow Burn podcast. Yes. You know, the first season was about Watergate. The second season was about Bill Clinton's impeachment. Yes. And it's a healthy so dose of that covers. Mm-hmm. Um, the Monica Lewinsky scandal. We'll call it that. Although I still think that's unfair yeah. to Monica yeah. to categorize it that way. But I, I didn't pay very much attention at that time, you know, cause yeah. I was in probably in college yeah. and just like doing my college thing and I wasn't politically involved. So like I knew it was going on, but I never really thought about any of it. So slow burn was really an, an interesting examination of exactly what yeah. went on there. Yeah. And I think Highly it really, recommend. it really um, presents a, a, a picture of Monica Lewinsky in a much more sympathetic light mm-hmm. yeah. than yeah. she's received up until this point. So well worth listening to. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. That's my mini recommend. I agree. All right. All right. Speaking of recommendations, let's share a few Tishi recommends. Uh, I'm going to start with a YouTube channel that probably most of you have seen a clip from somewhere. Uh, the YouTube channel is called Twins, The New Trend. And it's this pair of young um, guys, twins, who are doing reaction videos. Oh, yes. And <laughs> they did the one where they're reacting to Phil Collins in the air tonight that went viral. <laughs> yeah. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, it was on like all the morning shows, so like even the old people could yeah. see it. I saw it like on Facebook, guys, <laughs> like a, or, or a maybe cool person. <laughs> yeah, like maybe YouTube suggested it for me in between all the John Mulaney suggestions it <laughs> continues to give me. <laughs> and uh, so I watched the Phil Collins video, and of course, it is utterly charming to watch yeah. them listening to this, and yes. their channel is just full of them listening to, you know, they're only like 20 years old. So stuff that we grew up with is stuff they haven't even heard of. And so listening to them react to like Jolene (laughs) and, um, the Gnarls Barkley one was good. Mm -hmm. I watched. Do you see the Alicia Keys one? Oh, they were beside themselves. That was so good. And she tweeted back at them, which I love so much. That's how I found out about it. I think my very favorite was listening to uh, Queen at, I think it was a Wembley Stadium live concert where they did Somebody to Love. Mm. Um, it was, there's only, there's one, the, there's the one twin that's the main one and then the other yeah. twin like comes sometimes, but the main twin listened to that and he cried at the end Aww. because he was so, affa- and, and he sat there and he was like, that man didn't need to do that. Aww. He didn't need to do that. And it was, it's really amazing. And um, they're very open to all kinds of genres, even stuff that you would think that they would not like at all. Like they listened to Glenn Campbell, The Wichita Line Man, which is one of my favorite songs. And it's so old. It's like 70s country ballad. And he was like, yeah, yeah. I really they like can this. find something really good, good in all the music. They just love music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I spent one night, like two hours, I think like I Chromecast it to my TV and just watched six minute videos of all of of them taking joy in all these uh, disparate music genres. So the 
channel is called Twins the New Trend, all one word, but I'm sure that you could find it like twins listening to Phil Collins or whatever. <laughs> you can find their channel. What's, so that's my What's really funny is seeing the old ones and their setup compared to what it is now. They have these fancy oh, yeah. like gamer chairs and mm-hmm. m- better lights. Because they're making <laughs> so much money. Yeah. 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 Well, the first one was him just in his bedroom. Like you can see his bed in the background mm-hmm. and it's just one of them. And it's yeah, and like got clearly like, like a dining room chair that like kind of like has cuts in it and stuff. And then <laughs> now or his laptop will be on the floor. And he's just <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, you know, sometimes they have good headphones. Oh, there was for a while yeah. they had a, a pair of ear pods and each one of them got one pod. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sharing. I'm glad they're doing so that. Cute. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 I like that they're doing this more than like gamers or people that open up presents. And yeah. Uh, Open up yep. toys and Ugh. play with God. That's yeah. awful. Ugh. Yeah, but they are utterly charming. So yeah. awesome. Check it out. Check that out. Um, my recommendation is a Netflix show called Love on the Spectrum. And uh, it is kind of a documentary style. I don't know. I think there's maybe six episodes. It's set in Australia. And the idea is um, how autistic people go about finding a partner um, and how they feel about love and relationships. Um, it's not perfect, but it's very kind. It's a kind representation, and it's kind of hard to find that sometimes in media about autistic people or people mm-hmm. on the spectrum. Um, it can be extremely cringy, but it's the social things that you and I might take for granted that is so foreign to people on the spectrum, and that's why it's cringy. It's not because they're like embarrassing themselves it's because like oh gosh this is so hard for you and I understand Mm -hmm. why so it's kind of eye-opening um I I feel like um I've always been kind of interested in autism as a kind of fascinating uh you know variant on how people's minds work um so I was kind of automatically interested in this it also kind of has some good um uh GLBT representation they they have a queer couple and it's not even commented upon it's just normal which is always nice to see mm-hmm. um they do reinforce that girls aren't diagnosed as early or as often as boys which is a big problem yeah yep um it doesn't have almost any people of color which is kind of a a, a problem i mean but if it's australia yeah or... yeah it's australia mm-hmm. um but i would i would recommend it. It, it it it's very sweet i spent a lot of time watching it holding gregory's hand and squeezing it and going oh <laughs> <laughs> i heard there's one part i haven't watched it and it been it's definitely been recommended to me on you know anytime i turn on yeah. netflix it's like you want Same. to watch this right yep. um but there somebody i was listening to some podcast and they said like you know when they take people over to the side to be like let's talk about the date you know the camera people mm-hmm. or or producers or whatever are asking like tell us and they're not that far away and he's like I don't know I, I don't know how it's going she's like I can hear yep. you <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's some that was a really funny moment and there was a really unfortunate moment where they asked the there's a couple um there's a few couples actually who are like engaged or about to get married or moving in together and there was this couple who are just about to move in and the producer asked if they had consummated their relationship and I was Ooh. just like shut up of course they have shut, well had they shut up yeah <laughs> I mean okay. they're grown-up adults who are moving in together and have one bed no. of course they have <laughs> yes yeah Ugh. but anyway aside from that I think it's overall worth watching it was interesting and it was it was pretty well done um, mine is the show Dave on Hulu. Have you guys? Have I've any, heard of it, but I, I watched it. Saw this written here, and I thought that 
Hillary's husband Dave. I, 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 did I, did, I did too. I did too. I was like, did he break He's in? Just a fan <laughs> of Hulu in general. <laughs> I totally thought. Have it you was guys Dave, heard like, about the streaming service called Hulu? <laughs> Dave wants to recommend. Hulu. <laughs> he really oh, did like awesome. normal people a lot. So he's like, Hulu. <laughs> I was like, okay, if Dave just wants to, I mean, that's you cool. know, give a shout out to Hulu as a brand. <laughs> it's a. Uh, it's a loosely based, like fictionalized version of this um, SoundCloud rapper named Little Dicky that I had no idea who he was. Yeah. Um, it, but it's funny and terrible and cringy and great at the same time. And there's some pretty good guest appearances. Like they have Justin Bieber playing himself and Macklemore and one of the Kardashians. I can't tell them apart anymore. Um, <laughs> they all and look then the a same whole now. bunch of yeah, yeah they do and, and a whole bunch of soundcloud rappers that i didn't know about but now love um so yeah the first episode is pretty bad like you have to push through and get to yeah. the rest but it's just like where it's one of those shows where the main character is the worst human that's ever lived but all the <laughs> side characters are great <laughs> you know like sex in the city seinfeld yeah. those yeah. ones yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. cool i'll add it to my list okay um and then we've got the uh shameless Amazon plug of the week. Yeah, Christy, yeah. go ahead. Okay. Um, my friend Colleen told me about this of the Mother's Day show. Um, it's the Water Pick Cordless Water Flosser. I figured since we're not going to the dentist right now or who knows how long it will be that I have to keep really good care of my teeth. And so I use a water pick for flossing and it is great. Cool. And it's nice because it doesn't take up too much space because it's portable i do it in the shower highly recommend hmm. i hate Can flossing I ask a really so. dumb question mm-hmm. yeah i don't actually know what a water pick is does it shoot water mm-hmm. is it a high water pressure water sprayer? Mm-hmm. okay that's what i thought it's like pressure that's washing in your the teeth, shower right yep mm-hmm. and so you do it just like the floss between your teeth along the gum line well, it, it, it kind of sounds like it feels messy good. It's messy. That's why I do it in the shower because it's just like a oh, mouthful okay. of water. We that, had okay. one it's when I was a high kid pressure. for some reason. I don't know why I was like 10 and flossing my, my teeth with water pick, but, but it was I pretty like great. It was an 80s thing. Yeah. 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 It really great. feels like you just came from the dentist. If you do a combination with that in mm. an electric like toothbrush. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Highly yes. recommend. All right. This has been fun, but let's uh, keep some house. Let's like tidy up all of our confessions. and Yeah, I'm exhausted, you guys. <laughs> I know. Me too. That was stressful. Uh, I know. Um, but Meredith, you're dead. So I am dead, anymore. yeah. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to fold your blanket up. Take it in. Well, no, we'll just lay it gently over your dead yeah, body. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um, Cover up the chest but- hole. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's so great. Okay. Bye. (laughs) I just love lies that you make up for no good reason. Kids are so dumb. They're so stupid. Oh, okay. Buy stuff from us. <laughs> Our merch is at thisshowhaseverything.com and click the shop button. Um, I think we'll probably, I, I feel like we're on the verge of like brainstorming some new ideas for merch. So I don't know. Yeah. Stay, tuned. Stay tuned. I'm not creative, but I will 
I'll think about it. Um, please rate and review us. You know, it's all I want. I need validation. I need outside validation constantly. So please do that. Um, add the Amazon link to your phone home screen. It's really easy. I did it. Uh, and, you know, we get a few shekels coming toward us to help us improve the show. So we don't have to, you know, have our laptop on the floor or, you know, what have you. <laughs> Share your buds. We all get our own mic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay, and you can get involved with the show. Um, going to the show has everything.com. Send us a throw your phone at throwyourphone.com. Join our Facebook group to see a million and three pets. Um, <laughs> the show Twitter, which I don't know if we read or um, respond, but um, it's at TC Show. And email Somebody us. Somebody does. Yes. Yeah. Oh, pe- people do or don't? I don't know. Yeah. I, hear you. Okay. I said somebody. Somebody, somebody does. Not okay. Me. Somebody. God. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, someone has the password to that. And but we do definitely check our email, tshe at ten seven ten dot com if you want us to read it on the show. If you want your confession read on the show, but you don't want your and you want your name <gasps> left out, make sure to say that Please. before. Yes. <laughs> the us. anonymous ones are gonna be the best mm-hmm. ones. Yes, I know. Um and then send us a voice memo like Jeremy did. You can send that to our email. And then fax us at 617-354-8513. And I guess that was everything. Except everyone needs to go vote. Sign up for mail-in ballots and vote early. Yes. Yes. Yo, man. Yo. Open up, man. Yo, what do you want, man? My girl just caught me. Catch you? I don't know how I let this happen. The girl next door, you know? I don't know what to do. So it wasn't you. Alright. Honey came in and she got me red handed, creeping with the girl next door. Picture this, we were both butt naked, banging on the bathroom door. How could I forget that I had given her an extra key? All this time she was standing there, she never took her eyes off. To your villa, just for sun, a witness all of your clean on your pillar. You better watch your back before she turn into a killer. Let's review the situation that you call the pinner. To be a true player, you have to know how to play. If she say a night, can't be just say a day. Never admit to a word where she say. I to claim a hotel, baby, no way. But she got me on the counter. Wasn't me. Saw me banging on the sofa. Wasn't me. I even had her in the shower. Wasn't me. She even put me on camera. Wasn't me. She saw the marks on my shoulder. Wasn't me. Heard the words that I told her. Wasn't me. Heard the screams getting louder. Wasn't me. She stayed until it was over. Honey came in and she got me red-handed, creeping with the girl next door. Picture this, we were both but naked, banging on the bathroom floor. I had tried to keep her from what she was about to see. Why should she believe me when I told her it wasn't me? Said that she really not a right for vex I never used to see I make the jig a low flex I saw the else a favor you in a the complex Seeing is believing so you better change your specs You know she have a bring a whole if I think so from the past All the little evidence you better know for mass Pick by your hands sir, no off it up But if she back a gun you know you better run for us But she caught me on the counter Wasn't me Saw me banging on the sofa Wasn't me I even had her in the shower Wasn't me She even caught me on camera Wasn't me She saw the marks on my shoulder Wasn't me Heard the words that I told her Wasn't me Heard the screams
want to get voice memos where we um alter the voice yes oh yeah oh my gosh. Low, weird we have to figure yes. out they can make their confessions <laughs> i guess people can call it like you can r- probably do that with an app so call in with your voice I'm distorted sure. already. Yeah. I could do it in audacity. I bet there's, yeah. I bet there's like a sure filter or something. Yeah. 